Yo, what? What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bridge the Gap. This is where we uh, try to bridge gaps in knowledge. So, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. Joining me tonight is a very special guest, Mr. Uh, JK. Uh, so we're going to get to know him a little bit. We're going to hear the different things he wants to talk about, what he has to say. We're going to go through a different style of this. Than, uh, yeah, I know we're a little bit early, but I saw a whole lot of people online, Ismail, and I'm like, maybe we should just start. <laughs> you know, like, let's ride this one out. So, yeah, um, basically what we do here is we want to hear about your life, what you're up to, and a bunch of other stuff you care about. And we go through all of that. And uh, we go on tangents, and it takes a lot of conversations. You can feel free to say whatever you want, and you're encouraged to, etc. It's a mad safe space in that regard. Um, this is a That's truly great. interesting one for me, because yo, check this out. Some people asked how old is JK before they started, to which I had no idea. Why don't you tell the people how old you are, everyone? Uh, I'm 17. That's right, 17 years old. You are officially the youngest guest we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Congratulations, my guy. Congratulations. So, yeah, um, I don't know what that means on the ethics of pot, but we'll see how that goes. Probably going to smoke stills, but uh, it is what it is. Not to be a bad influence. Don't do drugs and shit. Um, welcome to the show. Um, I'm really glad to have you here, honestly. Uh, for me, it's actually really important to talk to people who are significantly younger than myself because, like, y'all are the future. I mean, you've got a lot of music out for somebody your age. All we did before the stream was play that through. I mean, we were able to go through it all at once and then like looped it a bit. But like, you have a lot of music out. You have already accomplished more than I've seen some people my age pull off. I, you've already done it. Like so much. It's like so fucking incredible to me. So we're excited to learn your story. Um, I got like a typical first question I got to ask. I'm going to ask it. Uh, just roll with me on it. It's a bit of a story. It's a bit of a lengthy one. And then we'll start the conversation proper. But it's all about music and vibes and shit. So my girlfriend one day is washing these dishes. And she's playing, and I hope you know this, that Black Eyed Peas song that, I got a feeling. Yeah. Okay, thank goodness. She's like, they're not going to know what that is. I'm like, I'm, I'm promising it's not that, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that shit. So she's like dancing to it. And uh, I'm realizing, hold up, hold up, hold up. I remember being like 20 in like the clubs and the bars and like jumping around and dancing to that shit. Now she's like doing chores to it, which got me realizing, right? Like a lot of this music, that's like club music and all this yeah. stuff. It really is just the chores music of the future parents and stuff. So down the line, yeah. that's what it's going to become, right? So with that, it got me thinking about my life and my musical journeys and shit. And it made me realize when it comes to music, we, our musical journeys don't start with the typical questions like what's your first favorite song that's not when it starts it starts like way yeah. way way before we're little we're like three five years old and there's a bunch of sounds and ideas and things that are are happening around us so i bet our experiences are drastically different which is why i'm so fucking idea to start this with you in my case as i was growing up my dad's listening to led zeppelins and tape decks that's right, tapes with the rewinds and everything. I don't know if yeah. you I know you know what they are, but like, you know, I'm not more like yeah. 
anyway um so tape decks and shit my mom's got these discos but like knockoff disco tape she'd find at the fucking gas station and shit um in the car i can remember other classic rocks and things like that going on and so that was kind of like sounds and then there's the radio and stuff that was going on uh so i guess that leads me to you so with you what i'm super curious if you can go like all the way back as early as you can remember and tell us a bit about the sounds that were going on inside of your household. I mean, if you want to go from the beginning, the beginning, uh, it started off with like stuff like Barney, probably. That's amazing. That type Let's of stuff. And then it evolved to more like uh, movies and like, you know, like those like the, like those high school musical ones, the, those type of movies where it's like they sing throughout the movie. Um, yeah, I used to watch that when I was like, what, like eight. So I feel like that's where I mostly got to enjoy music. And I used to do a lot of karaoke with my sister. So that's just, Let's I think go what late. got me. Into... So that's a great point. And we're definitely going to get to that. Cause that's actually super nifty, right? Like I, I was working at a video store when high school musical came out. Um, but like, I want to go earlier than that. Like, what were your parents listening to? What kind of devices and shit were they using? Like, what was it like being young in terms of the music going on around you and such? Um, honestly, my parents didn't really listen to music, but they would put a lot of music for me. Like, they they would listen to music, like, in the morning. That helps them, like, wake up, that, that calm, you know, uh, that calm music. They would listen to that, but most... Like, if I look back at all the videos I've had of me as a child, most of them, there's always, like, some, some like, lullabies and stuff in the background. Like, there's always something, something I could, like, dance to or jam to to keep me in a good mood. Okay. So, was the radio super present in your life? Like, you said they gave Oh, yeah. Yeah, radio was really present. Fair enough. Uh, Were you born in Montreal? Or are you in Montreal? No. Uh, I'm in Montreal right now, but I was born in Lebanon and I came here when I was nine. Oh, super interesting. So all of that early stuff going on, then you're in Lebanon for all of this. Yeah, So it's going to be a completely different landscape of music. Yo, tell us, can you tell us anything about what it's like growing up in Lebanon? Like nobody that I've talked to has an experience like that. (laughs) That would be fucking fire. I mean, it's for sure. It's for sure different because um like here you have like towns where it's like houses and then you have like places where it's like all the supermarkets and stuff like that all together but when you go to lebanon it's all at one place so literally my neighbor would be like a market a store so it was it was we always used to go like you know buy candy stuff like that and play outside mostly because it's really hot there and we don't really like to stay inside. That's super dope, man. Mm. Ah, it's just incredible. Uh, like, cause like, it is a different part of the world. I went to Israel one time, so I've kind of like, sort of seen part of. I mean, I know it's not the same, but like, just the different region. Yeah. So like, I have an idea of how drastically different it is. But like, while we're sitting here in curfew, even your stories of Lebanon are an exciting thing for everybody watching this. I promise you. Yeah. There's a bunch of people watching that are heavily interested in anything you want to share. So I don't know if you have more Lebanon stories. If you want to move on, that's all up to you. 
um that's pretty much all i actually remember because we came when i was like yeah i was like nine so mm-hmm. i don't really remember much but i still go there every summer and it's just you know you see the family that's the most important part of the trip you know that's fresh yo uh my girlfriend just pointed out it's fucking cool that barney's in lebanon like that's what <laughs> i understood from that yeah but it's like it's kind of cool like kids all over the world kind of have that same experience um, yeah. All right. So then you were part of that craze of people that were all up on that high school musical stuff. And so y'all yes, like, so do you like remember those songs to this day? Yeah. My sister was obsessed with it. And I've watched the movies like 50 times as a kid because I would do whatever she would do. So, and she had like birth, like five birthday themed high school musical, you know? So it was just, my poor guy. It was just always there. Yeah. I feel that my homeboy Ismail in the chat actually wants to know, do you uh, know or recommend any rappers from Lebanon? I honestly don't know any rappers from Lebanon except like uh, Masari. I don't know if he's from Lebanon, but I, I, I used to listen to him uh, as a kid. Uh, and he was like the only like Arab hip hop artist that we knew that was like kind of different from everybody. So uh that's the only person i know but other than that we don't really like there's not really any rap like artists that i know in lebanon Mm. so they're most like they're mostly like old you know like in their 40s and stuff like that they don't have a lot of young talent lately interesting and i say that interesting because as you pointed out there like that age gap almost like matters a bit more like there's not as much i guess for you to attach to yeah exactly it's like canada and america you see all those upcoming artists but it's like uh places like lebanon it's all like the it's all like the older you are the more people listen to you i guess Mm -hmm. it's not like well here it's kind of the opposite people are always looking for young talent and you know all that type of stuff and over there, it's the opposite. Because I don't know anything about this. This is the first time I'm even hearing this. So it's yeah. actually super interesting to me. We caught at Knowledge Nuggets. So is it like a cultural thing where like um, you have to like respect the elders, therefore you respect the older artist, Or is it something? Like, I'm just trying it's, to guess. It's, most, it's mostly because uh, the style. It's like there's nothing. There's Recently, there's been a, a bit of uh, new songs coming out of... Uh, Lebanese or just Arab artists in general that are using autotune, for example. Mm. But it's there's not much new young things that are added to the style. So I feel like it's like it's like if we take old school rap and just keep it going for, you know, there's nothing new coming. So this is why the it's mostly like older people that are doing music there. Thank you. Honestly, thank you, man. This is why it's amazing. We're bridging gaps. That's what we're doing. And you're fucking smart. Yeah. You know how I know you're smart? You put out all this music. You're not even 18 yet. You're clearly a very smart guy. There's thank no you, man. It's facts of life. You're sitting there with a fresh-ass fucking pop filter in your face looking fly in your room there. That's fucking dope. Um, all right. So off the jump, you're getting some practice performing, I guess, doing karaoke. Did you have, like, a full karaoke machine and set up at home? Yeah, we had, like... Uh karaoke games too on like the ps2 we used to have like karaoke games with all the songs and all the microphones and fun fact i took 
that microphone from the PS2 game. It, and I took that microphone to make one, like my few, my first songs. So that, that's what I used. Yeah. Are those out? Is that like your first project? Uh, I'm pretty sure I used it for the song Universe. That's crazy. So he's got a song out right now. All right? And he recorded it with a microphone from a fucking video game. I can tell yeah, you one thing. There's this um there's this idea called the tool the, the toolbox dilemma or something like that. I might be a little off on the name, but the idea is often we handicap ourselves in a sense of we don't let ourselves pursue goals or dreams or ideas because um things like tech or tools or ideas or so like I'm like I need to get this thing and I can't move forward until I have it. And then I talk to you and you're like, I got this mic. I'll use this mic. Yeah. That's so simple. It's like we uh we totally we totally overcomplicate our lives a lot, I find, and that's what I fucking love about that. So you literally were able to record a track with your computer using that mic, like you just plugged it in and it was good to go. Yeah, um, it had like an adapter thing that you plugged it in the PS2 and then some and it's like a USB. So it worked. It worked for my uh, computer and it was completely fine. Yeah, I hear what he just said, though, for real. Like, imagine the number of people who if they just plugged it because, you know, how many of us have fucking Guitar Hero or Rock Band or one of these yeah. alternatives with a microphone sitting there right there ready to plug in and use? You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. amazing. And it worked. You're happy with the results. You put it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Um, all right. So let's go back to like high school musical and stuff. You come over here, I guess, at some point. Um, and then you, what part of Montreal are you in? Uh, Pierrefonds. Oh, yeah. Fresh. My mom's in Pierrefonds. That's cool. Um, awesome. So what high school do you go to? Uh, I go to Beauvoir. I don't even know where that is. My eyes a French one. <laughs> Yeah. Fair. That's how I'm, uh, I was on the English side of the city. I'm not going to lie. Um, that's dope. All right. Let's talk about your taste in music then. Because let's say you're going yeah. through this high school musical craze. At what point do you're like, is your sister older? Yeah. Five years older. Mm, that makes sense. You know, because yeah. right? you were like, I had to go through these birthday parties. You weren't the one setting the time. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk about then what happens after this high school musical. When do you start to develop like your own taste in music and you're like, yo, this is what I got to be listening to. This is it for me. Um, well, when I come here, I kind of, um, you know, my sister kind of is going, she goes through uh, um, her, her high school days, her high school years. And uh, basically all the songs that she learned from her friends and all that stuff, she plays them out loud on speakers and stuff like that. So I also tend to like them. And back then it was like all the Taylor Swift and all the One Direction and the Justin Bieber and all that stuff. And I was like 10 to 12. That was when I was listening to that stuff. And are you like already on YouTube and like, are you're already just like able to go listen to whatever you want, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Drew NSL has shown up and says, the boys are present. Let's go, JK. So just to give you your love there from uh, Drew. Shout out, Drew. Yeah, man. Shout out, Drew. Um, all right, so you were off there with the pop. Are you, like, dancing too? Are you a dancer? Is that something that you're into when you're young? I, 
um as a kid i used to like do shows for my parents mm. me and my sister like we would like go in the closet grab random stuff put on a song and just karaoke and dance to it and it's just like that type of like concert you know so i kind of grew up with all all like um i just music around me all, at all time mm. so do you still dance is there still something you do <laughs> not not really but when i'm feeling a beat or like when like something when i'm at a party for sure i'll i'll, I'll jam to it but it's not like something i do on a daily basis or anything that's fair enough um do you draw or anything like that are you a yeah person? um yeah i do drawing and my latest release uh it's called why the cover album of the cover photo of it uh i drew that yeah i can actually go show the people what you're talking about so if you just give me a second i can like scroll that over it's gonna cover your face but uh they'll be able to like see it real quick um so yeah let me put it there this right here is what he's talking about yo that's fucking amazing though you when did you start drawing um in primary school i'm pretty sure that's I, when i started doing drawing i used to draw at school and i took like school drawing classes you know small stuff mm. and yeah that's pretty much it it wasn't it wasn't mostly about drawing it was just it was just i just liked i just had a big imagination i just whatever you gave whatever you gave me i would uh use my imagination and just you know a piece of paper uh a computer you know so i just kept trying to find new ways to use my imagination and that's when i uh that's how i was like why not do music you know what i'm saying so, so you're just like sitting there drawing one day and decide on a whim you're gonna do music yeah if okay so first off um i got i kind of got into youtube and I would see all these, you know, YouTubers and all those pranks and stuff like that. And then I made two videos with my friend. Um, he's also an artist now. Uh, his name is AZ. So um, we made two videos. And then after that, I was... How old are you when you made these two videos? Um, 13, 12, something like that. A few years back. I mean, for you, that's a few years back. But, yo, I think it's really just important for people to watch this. Some of this stuff, you might be going, I don't know why he's, like, caring about that. But, like, at least for me growing up, I don't know that many people that were making videos at 13 years old. Like, I don't know about y'all out there. Maybe a bunch of y'all had some friends out there that, like, had access to this gear. But, like, I'm, like, 13, and it wasn't even necessarily normalized that everybody had computers in their house. We were still on the way there, you know? Yeah. So just to like, so, just to like emphasize to everyone watching, because some people have these ideas maybe about the youth and what they're capable of, and I'm like, this guy's making videos at 13. Do you think about the practical life experience he's been clocking the last five years, just being on the internet? It's fucking. It's it's, it's so cool to me to hear. Yeah. So um, basically, it was, it was really, um, it was like a hard time for me, uh, doing YouTube and all that stuff because. I always like it, the hardest part was trying to find ways to uh, get the gear and all that stuff. And it was like, how will I edit? Then you got to do your research and then you got to take your your dad's laptop. And then, you know what I'm saying? But at the end, like they're still on YouTube right now. And they're like, the editing isn't 
isn't bad like it's it's well edited and i put like memes in it you know what i'm saying so it's definitely fun to look back at it and go like oh damn like for that age you know what i'm saying like that that wasn't that wasn't that bad and what basically got me into music was youtube because at that time people you know youtubers they, it all started the new trend about diss tracks i don't know if you i would love heard for you about to elaborate that. on this i i'm aware of the paul brothers and all them so i would love for yeah, you to yeah. still elaborate on this because so, i want to hear your version of it yeah so you know uh at that time i was I was watching YouTube, you know, I loved KSI, Ricegum, you know, uh, Faze House and the Paul Brothers, you know what I'm saying? And they basically, these YouTubers basically um, created, I guess, uh, beef, online beef, where it's like they put it into a song and none of them are artists. So it was like they go out of their comfort zone to, you know, stand up for themselves. I, I don't know. It was just over stupid drama all for views but i got inspired by that and at first i was like oh i want to do that you know as a kid it's like oh i see him i want to be like him you know what i'm saying so i picked up the the microphone from my ps2 and then i went and then found videos of how to uh record and what app to use and i used that first audacity whatever and then at first i was just doing like roasts you know what i'm saying just for fun and it was just i never it wasn't for the music part it was mostly just because they're doing it and i wanted to do what they're doing so that's how i first got into recording music and i did like a few diss tracks that were like that are super cringe right now i don't even know where they are but after i saw like after I got deeper, you know, like, oh, I want to sound better. I want to, I want that. I want that. So you do more research. I did more research. And when I got to the point where it was like, I think I can get better. It was like, I need to take this a bit more serious and actually try to actually do music, you know? So if I understand correctly, what you just said is you watch the Paul brothers and them, which you got to understand. I was watching a very different thing than you were watching. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching all the people making like commentary videos, making fun of them. And you're like yeah. the people that were like actually there in it. Yeah. What did you like about them? Like, I've never talked to somebody who ever watched this shit like sincerely before. I honestly don't know. I just feel like it was um, the fact the the vlogging. That was the that was the main uh, thing that caught, I think, everybody's attention. It's that they vlog every day which basically they show their life every day and it's like everybody will, loves to watch what they can have you know what i'm saying so it's like you see them having fun it's like that's entertaining for you you see them crashing their car just for a couple million views that's entertaining for you so they did all that stuff and then it's just like once you're hooked in by a few videos you're hooked into like their personality and stuff like that and i guess you just continue watching like now i don't really watch the paul brothers anymore but I, I feel like most people that grew up with that going on at some point had to be involved in that. No, that's fair. Because it was everywhere. It was just everywhere, you know, on Instagram. All you, that's what all, you, what all your friends talked about. And I was one of the late ones. Like, I was like, who's, who's Jake Paul? Who's Logan Paul? And then everybody told me, and, and that's how I found out about them. It was from friends. So when do you start Instagram? I know this might seem like a lot for you, but we're, I'm just curious about a lot of these different things. 
Um, I honestly don't. I think like fifth grade or sixth grade. What is Instagram like when you're in the sixth grade? Like, I don't know anything about this. I'm super. Honestly, curious. it's just it's like because it's like literally you just post uh, pictures of food and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. But... And then you post stuff uh, with your friends and stuff like that. And it's just. uh that's saying you get like three likes and then you don't even know what likes are. So you don't even look at that. You just post a post. You're like, look at me. I'm posting. That's it. You don't even check the comments. None of that. It's just more to, you know, you see people posting. You're like, all right, I'm going to do that too. I like, Pretty is there much. anybody like that you knew young that was like really gaining followers, really pushing that shit? Not really. It was... Because I just knew people, like older cousins that had Instagram, but it's like I never checked the numbers. It was just the fact of having Instagram that made it seem so cool. Like, like once I got it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm a grown up now, you know, that type of stuff. So it was like my cousins, older cousins, they, they showed me Instagram. They're like, oh, you do that, you do that, you do that. And then the more I went into it, at first it was just posting then it was like oh wait there's actually like cool people i could follow and like the memes and stuff like that and then after that i feel like that's when i started realizing like yo like you could you could be big on instagram if you actually put in the work and that's when i was like maybe i should uh give this a try take it more serious and not just post you know stupid stuff just try to try to you know show off my brand and stuff Man, he's not even 18 and he's already talking about Instagram marketing. Just like intuitively figuring it out. Like I know that's it's like to you it might seem innate, but for like like there are entire courses online right now on how to like run through the interface of Instagram, let alone like what to do with it. So it's just like it's really interesting to me that you're already like aware of branding. Like, it's yeah. so important for the future. Like, I didn't know what the fuck branding was when I was 17. And I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to, like, consistently go back to that. But that's what makes this so fun for me is to hear where you're at with life. Like, to me, it's encouraging to know that, like, yeah. you, you get branding. It's like, I don't even I can just learn from you. You probably know more shit than I do about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but the thing is that I didn't start actually, like, mark them. I didn't start actually, like, using the marketing side of Instagram until recently. Like before it was always like in my head, I was always like, all right, I got to do that. I got to do that. But it was always like, I was giving myself excuses. Like I got to, I got to have a certain amount of songs out before I start the marketing. You know, I have to be like, let's say like 19, you know, like I was always saying like, I'll market later right now. I just got to focus on my craft and it kind of worked because uh, it gave me more time to perfect my music my craft and learn more about music and now that i've learned a lot about music now i'm ready for the marketing side of the music and a lot of people have been recently pushing me to uh market my music like uh shout out lewis shout out drew you know like they've been really pushing me like you, sh you should actually market your music more like this is like they, they they tell me this deserves more hype and stuff like that and yeah 
um yeah you should definitely market your music you're doing uh to be fair i say that and you have twice as many followers as me so like i don't know if i'm really like sitting there going i you know i'm saying what can i learn from your instagram account <laughs> but um no it's really cool uh because like also what you just said is before you even thought about the marketing or got to that you were like i took some time to learn about music so i want you to expand a lot on what that means you know talk about the journey of learning about music in as much detail as you can because i think this is going to be a chance for you to shine about what that means to an older generation yeah so basically um i got like my dad's laptop first off and then i went on youtube youtube is your number one source for anything you want to try to find and what came out was audacity so i downloaded audacity and then i just recorded and it sounded like complete crap because there was no effects and then i had to go through another video that explains the effects and then i had to put the effects and just just the fact of learning each effect like the compressor the reverb you know uh that took a lot of time and it wasn't like once I learned, I learned it. Like I learned it on Audacity, and then I got, uh, and then my sister gave me her MacBook. So, cause she was buying a new one, so she gave me her old MacBook. And then I found, I thought, uh, I saw that as an opportunity to level up from Audacity. That's why. That's when I went to GarageBand, and then I had to learn all the effects in GarageBand that are completely different. And I feel like. When I when I transferred to GarageBand, I feel like that's when I kind of like un unlocked everything. Where it was where it was there's just like I understand more, and uh, it was just like so much better. Now I'm using Logic Pro, which is like kind of the same thing as uh, GarageBand. And uh, to look back to when I started the the editing, the mixing, like I do all my mixing. You know, I don't I don't have an engineer. So it's like looking back at that, it's like, damn, I never would have thought that I would, you know, do all of that. Cause like, and sometimes I think, and I'm like, yo, like I do the cover, the, the cover of my album, most of my albums, I write them, I record them, I mix them and I, you know, I market them, you know? So it's like, sometimes I'm like, damn, like I got a lot on my plate. Like I'm doing a lot of things. Cause usually artists nowadays, they, they all they do is they hop in, they just say what they have to say, and everybody takes care of the rest. And I even made some beats, so I just I'm just really happy when I when I you know when I reflect on my past and like what I what I went through, and it's just like you get that relief where it's like oh damn, it was actually worth it. You just made me feel so fucking lazy, my guy. Like so fucking lazy. Not like at this time in my life, but like I think back to like. I definitely think we had a Nintendo 64 at one point. That's what I was doing. You're learning yeah. to fucking sound engineer. And you're like, cause you, so you're saying that you basically handle everything but making the beats for the most part. Yeah. I'm, I'm slowly learning how to make beats, but it's just like, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. It's like, re it's like everything I did with the uh, rapping. It's like, I have to redo that with beats and I don't, think i have that that time but i'm i'm uh, i'm starting and the first beat i actually made was uh my song tokyo drift which uh was the first time i hit uh more than 1k on spotify 
it got more than one K. It's featured uh, Yamis, and I made a drill beat like a Pop Smoke vibe, and that was the first beat I made. And I was like, damn, like I think I should make a song out of that. And I, I personally love the song, and it did good, you know. Man, I'm just like blown away. Um, in general, and I, I think anybody watching this, like who at least appreciates what it is to be an artist, is probably sitting there going, "Damn, that's like a lot of hats." Like I can't mix for shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can write songs. I can record them. I fucking hate recording. I overthink it. Also, it takes too long. And you're just like, I just did it, and then I put it out. <laughs> it's like you're just so casual about it. You're just so fucking like simple with it. It's like really cool. It yeah, but it's. But it's really not. At the end of the day, um, I'm just saying it in a simple way because that's that's how I am. Like right now, that's where I'm at. But like for any uh, young artists that are thinking, oh, should I do this? Should I not? Like it actually takes a lot of uh, dedication and time to to do that. Like I see all over, you know, like TikTok, Instagram. It's like rappers nowadays, and it's just like they make it look so easy. And it's just like, yeah, it's funny, but it's like also it's also like not true like maybe like little baby and stuff like that maybe they barely take any effort and they still make hits but especially for like upcoming artists or like new artists the fact that they have to do everything themselves is just you know it's a lot all right so we got a, co a comment here i want you to know you're impressing everybody watching this i'm at least on my side of it like my Thank boy you. willie so also you can send your music to willie we can remind me after i'll give you the email and he'll play your shit on his show. Just like that. All right. That's amazing. Oh, that's what we're about. I appreciate it. But he says you seem like a cool kid. You may hear that a lot. For us, like, you totally aging us here. But uh, your lady friend Bonnie wants to know, what was the first concert that you ever went to? First concert? Yeah. <clears throat> Had to be, like, I went to the Demi Lovato and DJ Khaled concert. When was that? Because, trust, I'm not paying attention like, to her. That was like uh, three, three, four years ago, something around that. And what venue? Uh, it was at, like, Bell Center. It's not, were you on the floor or were you in seats? Excuse me? Were you on the floor or were you in seats? Oh, no, I was like, we were like, we found amazing seats. We were like the f one of the first seats. Nice. So it was my first concert, and the only reason I went was for DJ Khaled, but my sister loves Demi Lovato. So that would, she was like, do you want to go? And then, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm down. That's fucking so incredible. That was, yeah, that was, that was pretty fire. All right, I have another question. Have you ever performed as an artist? Not really. Not really. Like, I, I did a, I did a, a talent show. In sixth grade, where I played the guitar, but other than that, Hold like on. as a play guitar, yeah, I played it. I for like f I took like four years lessons of guitar. I also play a bit of the piano, but like I learned that on YouTube, you know, like YouTube videos where you learn how to play like one song. But the guitar, like I, I took actual lessons. Well, and that's when you were here, or like when was that? That was here. That was uh, yeah, that was here. All right, so he plays guitar, which means you could pick one up and bust out a couple of things if you have to. You know, you don't really yeah. forget it. Um, you write all your music. You can make yeah. beats. You can engineer. You're basically turning yourself into a... Br Tell us about your brand then. 
Describe your brand to us. My brand is just, you know, I don't have, uh, I haven't thought about it. It's just, I'm just doing what I do. And I just want everybody that, that sees what I'm doing to either like or dislike what I do. But if they like it, they like it for who I am, for the type of message I'm sending and not just, you know, just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I see, I see a lot of people now, they just like the sound of it, but I feel like my music goes a bit deeper. Uh, my past music that I, all my music that's out, most of it is just not at all deep. It's I'm just giving people what they want to hear. But next tell, month. So stop. Well, we'll get to next month. Go on about yeah. that. Why did you give people what they want to hear? Tell us about like your whole journey of like actually. Yeah. So and start at the, in, that first because you have it. I see that. I don't know what you have outside of Spotify. I just stuck with your Spotify. Yeah. So start okay. us at the very first thing you put out and walk us through okay, it all. So, so um, I was coming back home from like it was first day of school. Okay, first first day of the year, and I just I just felt hype for some reason, and I had like four songs already, right? And that was where I was like at GarageBand. Um, so I go back home and I feel really like inspired. You know, I feel like really in the mood. I'm like, you know, I just I just saw my friends again and we just played music. You know that type of stuff. So I go, uh, I pick a beat, slide it in, and I just rap over it. And that night when I was done with that song, I was like, so where'd you get, you the know beat? what off YouTube? Like, I didn't know, like you were not allowed in that stuff. Okay. So it was just, I just took it. I just took it from YouTube. It was like a couple of years back. And then I made the song and then, um, it was one of the f first actual songs where I was like, wait, like, I think I should start releasing now because before it was like, I was too shy to release. You know, I, I didn't know what, how people would react and it was really stressful for me. So first time I released, um, and it got, it got good. Like where, people where reacted good it to? to it. What's this on SoundCloud? SoundCloud. Okay. And this oh, no, was... SoundCloud. So I started on SoundCloud and when was this? And it got, uh, two years ago, actually something like that. Okay. At the start of, uh, at the, yeah, at the start of like the school year two years ago, um, and then so that's when I started putting out. And you made yeah. a song and you put it out. Yeah, I automatically put it out. I was like, you know, I'm not gonna be a bitch about it. I'm just gonna put it out. So I did it, and I was surprised because people actually like the my friends DM me and they were like, because I never I never told anybody I really do music before that it was mostly like they knew I loved to rap but they didn't know I was serious about it so when I when I released it when I did my first release they were all like yo like like that's actually not bad like that's not what I was expecting from you you know like they were all expecting something shit but they were like like that's not bad for your first song and that pushed me to release more and then I saw an ad of DistroKid which lets me um release on like 20 platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. And I told my dad, and I was like, I'm serious about this. Like, and it was, it's only like $40 a year. So it wasn't that much. And I was like, like, I'm really serious about it. And he completely understood. And I, and I love the fact that he supported me. He was like, you know what? Like, just promise me you're going to use it. You know, promise me you're going to 
you're going to post music and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to work on this. And I, I made an account and that's when I released my uh, first project that was during winter, like February, I think that's when I released my first project. All right, that's crazy. So at this point, are you still getting beats off of YouTube or are you uh, have you evolved past that point? Uh, I'm still getting because so I now I have a lot of connections uh, with beat makers. Uh, a lot of them are part of the NSL collective. Shout out mm. them. Their their beats are pretty sick, but sometimes it's just like you're looking for that certain type of beat. So you just Google, uh, I mean, go on YouTube and you write you know, like Travis Scott's I beat, but I make sure it's free for profit. And usually I would DM the producer on Instagram because they have their Instagram. And I'm like, yo, can I use this? And then some, most times they tell me, yeah, you, you could use it. You seem fire, you could use it. And that basically allows me to get more connections. And Yo, did you yeah. hear what he just said though? Because yo, man, I know people who just steal that shit and don't even think twice. Yeah. They don't even think twice. Yeah, I, that, that was, I used to do that, but... Cause I didn't know cause I saw free and I just thought free, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't, and it didn't really matter cause I was getting, you know, a hundred, 200 streams on a song. So like, and I, I, no profit. So it didn't really matter. But now that I got uh serious into it, I had to clear all, all, uh, all beats, make sure they're free for profit. So, cause you never know, you know, one might blow up, get you, get you a, some money in your pocket you never know especially with tiktok going on yeah okay we got, least, got more to talk about for sure but for, for fuck like okay so you dropped a big knowledge nugget now i know a lot of people who uh are very trash at finding beats uh whether because yeah. they're because when people look at the situation they don't necessarily realize that everything in life is about a negotiation and shit now, granted, exactly. if you're 30-something years old, people are probably going to expect you to buy the damn beat. But if you're not, like, yeah. in a position in life like that, I mean, what I heard you say is I found a beat I liked, and then I hit up the guys, and a few of them said no, and then you recorrected it to say if most of them said yes, which is fair enough. But, you know, like, yeah. they might say no. They might say yes. That's all part of the game. Yeah. But one way or another, everybody's going to remember that you asked. And because you asked, as you said, you're building up a network of people who might like fuck with you down the line and be a lot more interested yeah, in connections. Yeah. So that's like actually really big. That's like something people can learn from just in the, in the sense of that. Um, all right. So, yeah, as uh, Willie says, it never hurts to ask. Ismail wasn't even aware producers were okay with that. Like people don't know some of these really basic and innate things that you're going to look at a situation for especially as you pointed yeah. out the foresight of yo i might actually make money off of some of this shit that's big yeah um, yeah and also i feel like it's it's a win-win because when you take a beat that's not free and you don't contact the person it's like okay you took the beat the beat is hard but it's like you don't like you said you don't build that network of connections but when you contact that person it's like they most likely follow you you follow them and most likely you make more songs you you make more collabs and uh what i really like and i what i really um well if anyone wants to be like a, a new artist i recommend your know, uh features collabs 
all that stuff, it's the best thing that could ever happen to you because it's it's just a way of getting exposure. You're absolutely you know? correct. So, no, he's absolutely without correct. without actually paying because uh, you could always do you know promotions. You could pay uh, somebody with a hundred k followers. Be like, yo, can you shout me out? But this is just a way of doing it and having fun with it. I feel like you don't you don't just pay somebody, but it's just like you build relationships with pe with people. And yeah, like like for example, my boy Drew, like we became really close now, and it's just he's helped me a lot, and I, I try to help him when I can. It's just it builds, you know. We just grow together. It's Yo, just a win win. So like, what I love about what you're saying is, a lot of people that I've talked to, unfortunately, maintain this negative mindset upon which what you describe doesn't happen. But you and Drew are in what city? Just want to put it on wax. Which city are you in, Drew? In? Oh, excuse me. What you Which city are you in, Drew? In? Oh, MTL. That's both what it is from Montreal. And what are these two fellows doing? They are working together. Look at that, everybody. Yeah. It totally does exist in Montreal. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's the most important thing. You work with people. It's it's always fun to work from people with in america or stuff like that but i feel like the most important is you focus you know here there's yes. a lot of young talent in montreal yo big facts could be useful no it is true and how yo you guys are ultimately gonna be the ones that build this scene post-covid let's let's be real like a lot of people my age believe we're gonna go do some shit right but like let me ask you some questions how appealing is a bar to you? Like when you think about a live scene, do you want to go to the bar and perform? Is that like appealing to you? I'm just curious. I might, yes, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't mind because I, I don't have any experience of performing. So right now you give me a deal to perform anywhere, even if it's for free. Like it's just a way to get my okay. music out there and have fun. So tell me about what you I'll would want it. to perform at. Let's pretend you could get whatever environment you think uh, is the hypest. Like, what do you think is the future of this shit? I feel like, um, I'm afraid to say that concerts are going to be, uh, over overrated, but I feel like the way Corona's going and stuff like that, we're not going to be seeing any concerts anytime soon in the future. I feel like we're going to have to adapt in a way something i don't know smaller but bigger at the same time i can't put my finger on it but i i know that it's gonna it's not concerts and it's not performing at a bar it's something you know in between or even like uh even lives like i've seen tiktok like the weekend doing a concert on live you know an animated concert i feel like that's the future where it's like you go on instagram or whatever and it's like a live concert and it's on your phone and it's animated and stuff like that I feel like that's going to be the future. Yo, I have this epiphany, and you just gave me fuel. I didn't know I had because I've been talking to people for a minute. Like, you don't understand. Like, my dude just said HSR to Mad Profit because I've been talking about this shit for a minute. You literally are like, like, you don't understand how much that means to me that you said that. And here's why. Here's the detail that me and my kind keep forgetting because we're fucking old. We performed at bars. So when we think about the future, we're thinking about fucking bars. That's what we know. That's what our tier of the scene is. Sure, there might be a festival. There might be a venue. There might be a... Well, it's all the same shit. I, You never had that, but you're still like in the game. 
So you're just kind of forced now to invent the new shit, whatever's going to work for you, right? So that in real life connection that artists all need, like you're literally can't do that. So you're going to have to innovate. Did y'all hear that? Old people watching this shit. He doesn't have the in real life connection to fall back on. Okay. Dead that shit. The kids are going to change some shit for real. Are you okay with the idea of performing over lives? How does that make, how do you feel about all that? Honestly, honestly, um, anybody would love, would rather perform uh, in person because it's just, it's like a party. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it would still be possible to perform in person. It will still happen and I hope to do it uh, soon. But uh i feel like the future is really gonna be especially for the for the young generation and when i say the young generation i mean like 13 year olds that are on tiktok 24 7 i feel like if you wanna if you wanna like get their attention that's how you gotta get their attention because i've never seen a 13 year old at a at a i don't know like travis Scott concert like that's kind of rare you know what i'm saying so i feel like you could do concerts to reach these type of people but if you invest your time in TikTok and Instagram and that t- those type of live concerts, you could get like double of that, the young generation. Yo, I'm loving what you're saying because I actually didn't consider the fact that there's like 13-year-olds in this conversation that are music consumers too, yeah. which you're probably more close to because I don't like to think about 13-year-olds much, to be honest. Um, yeah, but they are huge music consumers and they are being raised on TikTok and Instagram. And so like, as the world evolves, they are going to see these, like my, I saw Miley Cyrus did a thing at one point too on TikTok and like a few others. So like, if we really look at the way the world's evolving, this digital shit is going to really take over. My theory was VR spaces is ultimately going to be like the big gamer, but I also because I know people think I think live shows are going to go away. I don't think they are. Actually, I was talking to Drew just the other day, and Drew got it in my head now that private parties are going to fucking dominate with your age group, so I have to make cool friends with all of y'all so I'm not, like, fucking left <laughs> out of the club. But, like, yo, like, y'all are going to get chalets and shit and, like, fucking throw concerts there. It'll be lit. You know, just do what the fuck you want, and you'll have, like, 50 people at the show, and for y'all it'll probably be, like, dope. You know, like, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. And then you stream that shit live to TikTok. Yeah, like yo, that sounds like a really viable future because it's gonna be like to me this hybrid system, right? Like the, obviously the in person shit's gonna come back, like uh, it will, like people will want to do that, but I don't think that's where the money or the reach is. Like even if you think about the big scale concerts, they're just gonna live stream every concert at like every fucking show, and you can pay ten dollars to like get the season pass for the tour or whatever, and then you get to be there like each and every single time, you know, like. That's the kind of stuff that I think they're really going to get up to. So, like, to hear you kind of contextualize the power of live in terms of increasing reach, and you're saying this, and you're 17 involved in the the, the young people world as young as you can get it, that's powerful. That's a powerful indicator to anybody watching this is what I'm trying to convey. And for you, this might seem like drill down, overkill, etc. But, like, there's a lot of people that I think really need to hear this. And like when this is on the internet after, you're gonna sound hella smart is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on the internet now, but it'll be on the internet later. Yeah. I just feel like, um, you know, like us, us, like this generation, we have the the good ideas, 
but I feel like we need people like from your generation to make that happen. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like I said that to you before. Hey, I mean, now you're just making me feel like cool, but no, it, but he's right. And it's not even you that like gave me this idea or somebody. It was uh fucking tech Luciano or one of them was talking about how like, like people my age are supposed to be like investing in the young people. Right. Like, I mean, yo, here's the thing. You look at a lot of guys. They always get these young artists. Do you know why? It's because young artists are fucking young, and they know what the fuck is up. You know why Travis Scott is cool. I have to figure out why Travis Scott is cool. It turns out sensitive shit's popular, and girls like that. Fuck, of course. It makes more sense, okay? Bad boy has changed as an image and style, all right? The bad boys are a little different these days. It is what it is. Um, But having you around in a sense, lets me know that because I'm never going to figure it out by myself. I really do need people to teach me some shit. But I get that you maybe don't know all the other stuff, like how to make shit happen, <laughs> like how to sustainably build yeah. a career over a 20-year plan type shit, which is fair. I don't even know the answers. I'm figuring shit out on the fly. But I can definitely see how people like me should be linking up with people like you to create ecosystems that exist across the thing. Like, yo, straight up, you bring me to one of your fucking little parties, I'm going to fucking stream that shit live to the internet and make sure y'all look good. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the type of shit, like, I would think about. And it's, like, especially with gear costs being nothing. Like, people don't understand how fucking easy it is to really pull some of this shit off if you're willing to act 17 about it. That's actually what I, you can, my boy, Nuclear Convoy, I don't know if he's still here. I was talking to him. I'm like, dude, for the rest of our lives, we have to go, what would we do if we were 19? Because we're fucking terrible at making decisions these days when it comes down to like how to solve problems. I'm like, if we were 19 and we just didn't have money, what would we do? And if we start thinking like that a little bit more, we'll have to get more creative with our solutioning. And then, you know, we have money left over because we didn't blow all our money on shit we didn't need. <clears throat> It's fucking, it's yeah. huge, man. Like, like the way y'all see the world. Like how many of y'all out there watching has really ever thought you could make a song and put it out using like a Guitar Hero quality mic, right? Like, I don't know if your mic was better than Guitar Hero. I'm just going to assume it's in the same ballpark yeah. of PS yeah, it's, mics, it's you know? Thing. Like how many of y'all watching this, even in the future on YouTube or whatever, fucking throw it in the comments. Like I personally would have had pride and ego get in the way of ever making that decision. I would have made a bunch of shit about how I'm probably too good to be on that gear is the truth of it. And I would have relied on more expensive and premium shit. And maybe now I should probably have better shit in my life. Fair. But like, what about all the other times when I could have just started, you know, like I started my whole shit late. Like I didn't even start music proper until I'm 25. All right. Like I'm late in the game at this point and it's been fucking hard ever since. So for me, it's like, I'm trying to con- to convey to people that, like, they can't wait. Like, you can't wait. You just got to start because it's going to take a long yeah. fucking time, yeah. as you said, to achieve where you want to go with it. And I think a lot of us are able to, like, you know, we're all grateful for what you're sharing with us, as I guess what I'm trying to say with that. Um, What kind of music do you listen to? Rap, hip-hop. Is that, like, mostly what you fuck with? Yeah different types of hip-hop you know like there's the new melodic side or like the the old school vibes but i'm pretty versatile i pretty much like a lot of different things mm. so give us a, a little more of a descriptive answer with more examples of those things that you like 
So, for example, if we if we would look at the melodic side of rap right now, it would probably be a bit of uh, Juice World, uh, Kid Leroy, um, Lil Durk, maybe. You know, where they have that it's it's kind of hip hop, but at the same time they're singing mm-hmm. most of the time, and I that's probably one of my favorite because it's you know it's just good to hear. It's not too you know like too too much at the same time but at the same time i don't get bored of it because i feel like pop sometimes i get bored of it because it's just it's just the same note or the same you know two words that just make it long uh i like fast i like when people rap fast but they manage to rap fast with a melody behind it which i find that's just crazy interesting so to you adding that melody makes it harder I feel like if you have if you have a song written down, if you just rap it, uh, like just rap, it's easier because it's like rap is like, you know, you're talking, but like with energy. Right. But when you have to actually like do all of that, but and make sure you hit the notes at the same time, that's kind of that's kind of hard. So for you, it's not like auto-tune is like this tool to correct shit singing. You have this expectation in a sense that people can actually deliver this shit when you're listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, but I personally love auto-tune for um, not just like I love hearing it. And that's, this is why I sometimes I use it a lot because some people are like, oh, he can't he can't hit notes. He can't. That's why he uses auto-tune. But I like the fact that it's... Uh, just the artistic side, it makes it like to my ears, you know, it makes it flow better, especially because I, the first, like the, my favorite artist, the first artist I got introduced to was the Migos and, you know, like Quavo and stuff like that. They use a lot of auto tune and that just intrigued me. I was like, yo, like that's, that's different. You know, it's not like that, those dry vocals, it adds a bit of spice to it. So this is why I like auto tune, honestly. You're not the first to put it. Um, Somebody else called it saucy. They said it makes your voice saucy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds, um, but it's cool. And like, I think like a lot of people, when we talk about the state of hip hop and shit, like they look at it, like it's some detriment or something. And, um, I'll be honest. Once upon a time, I was like, fuck it auto tune and all that shit. And singing was crap. And I was one of those dudes. But then it's like, why, why I couldn't sing. All of a sudden I started being able to hit notes. My girlfriend will not ever call me a good singer, but I sing good enough that my engineer can make me sound good. Like, yeah. I don't know how brave I am to do it all live. Probably brave. But, like, <laughs> I know, like, where my limitations are. But then I realized when you can add melody to your flow, it's dope. I mean, like, yeah. wow, it's just, like, I think a lot of us couldn't do it, so we were haters. And then, like, y'all are, can you sing? Like, do you know how to sing, I guess? Uh... uh not really i'm trying to i started off um really like little baby type rap but now i'm like trying to you know because it's like a whole different thing i'm trying to learn how to adapt to that and uh the new music that i'm doing right now is more singing melody so that's i'm I'm trying i'm not there but you know it's something to work on i never took like singing classes so it's it's a bit hard to you know Learn by yourself or like by YouTube videos. You still check YouTube videos to try to sing better. Yeah. Like, um, it's just tips to 
like it's not because i know like if i wanted to actually sing that would take like practice and practice and practice and i don't feel like i have that time because as i said before like i do my own uh, engineering and all that stuff so i don't really have time on my hands to just learn a whole other because your voice is like an instrument you know so it's just like learning a whole other instrument and another way to use it mm. so i just I go on youtube and just find find like tips you know just to make it sound just good enough you know and the effects obviously help if you got if you're good at engineering you you're good you don't even need autotune like honestly i I've, I've discovered this recently that even if you have a bad voice just just like basic eq and like that type of stuff could like really help like not not even autotune it just makes it sound crispier you know and all that stuff you know for all the people that do hate autotune they often have no problem with reverbs, delays, equalization, yeah. normalization, compression, or my favorite exactly. one, pitch shifting. Like, pitch how shifting, are you yeah. really going to go at a guy, like, faking a pitch shift? And, exactly. Like, most people can't pitch shift their own fucking voice, you know, just throwing it out there into the universe. I learned how to do one pitch shift. It was fucking hard. I'm just saying, most people don't know how to fucking pitch shift their own fucking voice like Eminem does when he drops his demon voice. You know, like, that's effects. Why is most yeah. effects like okay but auto tune stigmatized? Yeah. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just uh notice stuff. Alright. Um yo Yasma Yamas twenty two just popped up and said, JK, let's get it. Yo, Yamas is on your track that I think is fucking hard, that's really like yeah or something. It's got like a chanty kind of fucking hook if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Yah one, the Yah one is with AZ. Oh, I, was, I was wrong. Anyway, I know I've seen Yamis' yeah. name before. I know I've heard yeah. that guy do his thing at least once or twice on, on somebody's shit. I'm trying to like catch up on all the Yah yeah, names. He's on my song. Uh, it's called Tokyo Drift, and that's the beat that I made. That's my first beat that I made. Yeah, that's fucking fire. Yeah, I heard it and I was like, I needed. I needed somebody for the hook and drew actually i tested drew and i was like would you know anybody that like has that type of style you know that that type of like little yachty vibe and I, he he showed me yamis and i was like bro that's perfect so i hit him up and uh you know connections connections he was happy to hop on a beat i was happy to when i got his uh his hook and bro like when i got it and i started putting the song together it was just like you know, it was that that feeling of success. It was like, yo, this is this is fire. Mm. I just want to respond to something Ismail said. This is just like saying, how can you not like apples, but like other types of fruit? It's not. That's not what I'm saying. It's how can you judge the use of apples in a salad, but permit all the other fruit in the salad? Is more exactly. my my opinion, because it's not just this dislike. It's a sheer judgment of it right like let's 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 like drop pretenses yeah. people ismail is fair ismail has preferences but is fucking open-minded about this shit other folk genuinely hate it just that one effect yeah. like it's a it's a negative term it's almost like an insult i like it's not just like saying you have to like all the fruits it's saying why is that one fruit like really bad but all the other fruits are just acceptable when it's not even about taste anymore. It's just saying that fruit's evil. That's how I interpret exactly. the situation more than the way that I saw your comment there personally, um, which is why I think it's like 
worth a looking at. Like I don't, I, I had to, I had to address that in my soul, right? Like I was hating auto tune. This might not even be other people. I was hating auto tune because it was cool to hate auto tune, and then I realized why. And then my dude didn't ask me, and he put fucking auto tune on my voice, and it sounded good. And I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, imagine I just been fucking with auto tune for years. Like, oh, I'm a fucking moron. That's what that was my feeling uh, in that moment because it was like, that's that's nice, that's saucy. Yeah, <clears throat> you hate it. It's like you hate it until you use it. You know. Mm. it's so it's always that type of stuff it's like when you're from the outside it's easy to hate but when it's you it's like now with that that being said i respect everyone's right to dislike the sound the autotune used in particular way that's totally fine you don't have to like it i just don't think it makes an artist less of an artist to use autotune and i think there are people who believe that yeah i feel like it's if it's something is i feel like it's just a different like people who created auto tune that came into the game and just made auto tune see auto tune seem cool. They created a new like a new road, a new a new lane. They if it was something like crazy, you know, and now everybody is using it. So yeah, I don't. It know. doesn't make you less of an artist. Big facts, and I I mean like because yo the big debate ultimately stems down from what is hip hop. You know, like, which is real hip-hop, the real hip-hop. Like, I don't really know what the fuck real hip-hop is, to be honest with you. Um, I know that a lot of people feel like golden era hip-hop is particularly, like, the greatest, etc. But uh, my favorite current definition is uh, from Tech Luciano, where he's like, hip-hop is whatever the kids in urban football locker rooms bump. And I'm like, that sounds like a better group of people to pick what the fuck hip-hop is than me and my middle class ass you know like so i don't know what real hip-hop is personally but i know that a lot of these melodic guys say a lot more shit than anyone gives them credit to and gucci gang has far more lyrics than gucci gang it actually has verses and they're not my favorite but they're also vapid and fun yeah do you like little pump in them are you into all these guys not really but you you gotta you gotta respect it if not res- if not just respect him because anything i feel like he didn't just you know wake up one day and was like i'm gonna say whatever in the mic is just gonna blow up i think like i like he started his day and he was like yo this this actually sounds hard you know what i'm saying and just put it out and if it was i, I hate when people go like Oh, it's so easy. It takes no effort. Then, like, why don't you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people tried doing what Lil Pump did when he first blew up. It was the new thing. Everybody did that. Not almost none of them got su- successful. You know? Ooh, you hear what so he just said? Like, so it's like I just I just feel like you can't really be like, oh, it's really easy. It's really easy, but then fail at doing it. At the end of the day whatever got him successful it worked so you can't hate on that you can hate on you could be like oh i don't like it it doesn't sound good but it got him successful so he did he he must have done something right you know what i'm saying maybe he wasn't targeting you but he did get an audience so, and that and that uh, and those 12 year olds 13 year olds that just gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang they so, thought that was cool and they liked it and then guys like me so what happened was is I my, my video editor dude my homeboy shout out Chris Chrome, he's not here with us here he was bumping you before, uh but he uh would come over 
and to make fun of him a little bit or to annoy him, I don't remember anymore, I would throw on Gucci Gang. And I would just throw it on like for like a couple of months. And then it got stuck in my head. And then I just found myself like, yo, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci You know, like, I don't yeah. know. It's not like, and then I started really thinking about the hook. And I'm like, yo, that's like perfectly placed. It's really bouncy. The beat's like actually really good. Like it's not even, it's a pretty fire beat. I mean, isn't he like 17 when he made it? Like your age? Like, I don't know why people yeah. expect 17 year olds to be dropping insane fucking knowledge. Like, like maybe, maybe in your 30s you should be, but like, I don't know. You're 17. What do you yeah. even care about? Like, what are important issues to you? Let's talk about that. Yeah. What is important issues to JK? Or is it Joker? I wasn't uh, even sure. Uh, my, my artist's name is JK, but like, my nickname is The Joker. Cool. That's. That's how I like to see myself because, you know, always got to keep a smile on. But something, honestly, everything that's going on around the world that's pretty much relevant right now. I feel like I love what Lil Baby did on his song, The Bigger Picture for uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I know about so that. That's the that only type thing of stuff. I know about <laughs> <laughs> so that type of stuff, it's like, it makes me, it makes me like... You know, when you hear it, it's like you're hearing it for a reason. But at the same time, I don't want all music to be like that. I don't want Lil Baby to just release songs about, you know, uh, that type of stuff, you know, because you're, you're not always in a mood to listen about problems in the world. Sometimes you just want to, you know, get lit and stuff. So that's fair. Are you supposed to be getting lit? You're like, you know, you're supposed to be like, I guess, tame getting lit. <laughs> that's okay. Um, that's fun though. So turning up in music is mad important to y'all. Is there like yeah. a whole big party ecosystem for teenagers? Shit, well, I don't, I don't even know anymore since quarantine. Uh, that's fair, but you do know from prior to quarantine, <laughs> which is the closest thing to real life we're going to get. Um, it was literally just house parties and you put on like, everything that just is was trending and i remember the things that were trending were low pump gucci gang you had like in the playlist of what like 50 to 100 songs you had like at least three songs from low pump and i felt like when i saw that at first i hated low pump i was like this like why like you know it, it, what does this get 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 you you know what does this give you it's i just feel like it's just yelling and just you know but then I just, it got stuck in my head like you. And I was like, yo, this is actually like catchy. Mm -hmm. And then I looked more into it and I was like, like, maybe that was his plan. Maybe he made, he didn't make this song for you to listen to when you're studying or when you're reading a book or when you're in a deep thought. He made the song for when you just want to jump around and he made it for special, for like he targeted a special, you know, age, which is, I'm pretty sure around 13, 14 year olds where they just, you know, the less lyrics, the better, I guess. And also a topic um, I really like to talk about is the length of a song. I yeah. feel like it's, it's getting shorter and I feel like I know, and I feel like that's what people want. They don't have that attention. They don't have like, they, they can't give you three minutes anymore of their time. So this is why everybody do like everybody does everybody be doing like two minute songs okay. and even some are doing one minute song one minute and a half and i feel like 
you know, at the same time, it works because when I have a two minute song in my playlist that I really like, I'm most likely most likely going to repeat it because I really like it and I didn't get enough of it. And when you don't get enough of it, you replay it and that gets them streams. So it's like there's different ways to think about the length of a of a song. Is it for stream more streams or is it for, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just I have to let you know. You've already been said this kid can hang with us old folk all day. You're crushing this. I just want you to know that. You're fucking crushing Thank this. you, man. Have you done Thank interviews you. before? No, this is my first one. Oh, I was a bit fresh. nervous at first, but, you know, we're just having fun now. That's, that's what this is. That's the whole yeah. show. We do this yeah. for, like, whatever until it's not doing it anymore. But, yo, I think, <clears throat> honestly, this is everything I was hoping for. Um, I love your perspective. I love how fresh you see the world. Thank you. Drew says you a well-spoken kid. I mean, we have a little bit of a debate of what's what's real hip hop going on. You're definitely a natural, my guy. Like you're 17. Like you, you got a big future. I mean, like Thank you, you man. Thank like you. anything you might think about your talent set, you got to understand that like you're already doing so much, and you've got like you're not even in the prime because you yeah. can't even go out without parental approval. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's what drew's been telling me he was like he he's been telling me how uh i'm i'm very young because he's he's like 22 i'm not sure he's in Drew his, is 22 in, so i know this because Drew is here on uh last uh, wednesday yeah so he's like 22 and he's like and he's like yo like m- like i'm not at his level yet he he's doing great numbers and i've seen his work and it's not like something that he woke up one day and he just had following and i've like i've seen the how it went up and it was all constant work hard work hard work and then that's why i kind of look up to him and i'm like damn like I, i'm i'm starting to do what he's doing i'm taking can, advice can from just, him can we just give drew yeah. his fucking flowers he's like a year in and he's crushing it okay like he's yeah like, for real i really i really like uh look up to him and he really helps me a lot and he's been telling me like yo like you're you're really young like you you're 17 he's like you have time you're you're starting you if you're if right now you're at this level at 17 like who knows how are you gonna be at 22 you know and yeah. yeah that's pretty much it that is literally what i'm thinking i mean by the time you're 22 you're gonna have so much finesse and experience with what you're doing that you're gonna be better than most people not because like of anything more than like you're already produced a lot okay like like it's a lot like you had enough tracks for me to go something in the ballpark of 40 minutes all right like that is a pretty decent volume of work for somebody that's basically been putting out music proper for a year on spotify that's on spotify with the permission, and, with the yeah, rights. And I'm, and I'm going uh, even harder these next two months. I right, let's talk about that a bit. All right. So, okay. So for Valentine's Day, I'm kind of dropping I'm dropping a single. Uh, it's called Shoddy featuring uh, AZ. So that's just, you know, just for Valentine's Day, a, l- a little small thing. And I have two EPs of around six songs each just ready just laying around ready um one is dropping the 19th so in a few days in like two weeks 
And the other one, I haven't thought of a date yet. I'm I'm still focused on the first one. And uh, the first EP uh, that's dropping the 19th of February, I have high hopes for it because it's I feel like it's more professional than my last one. And I feel like I've got more things to offer. Um, each song is completely different. I have an old school song. I have a song where I, where I kind of sing. I have like that, that rap. And I even um, got in touch with, got in touch with uh, Nuyat. He's from the All-Stars uh, tournament. Right. He's a French artist. So I even got like a bit of French on one of the tracks. So I'm oh. just... Uh, I'm just trying to experiment a lot of things with this. Did you participate in the All-Stars MTL tournament? Yeah, I won it. Did you? The first one or the second yeah. one? Oh, the second one. The first one, Drew won it. No way. That's fucking uh, crazy. Yeah. You're the one who beat Hoshe. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. I understand. All right, that's fair. That's that's. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have beat you. I heard you got like seven hundred fucking votes or something. Yeah, insane it was, like that. it was crazy. It was stressful too. Yo, that's crazy. And Drew on the first one. That's nuts. Yo, you guys gotta understand. <clears throat> this shit's hard. It's like you need to have people who are willing to click on your shit to get this off. So, I might have friends and stuff, but I, I don't even feel bad. I lost. Like I lost to a twenty-year-old in an Instagram contest. I'm like perspective here. I'm okay with that. You know, it's not the worst thing in my life. But I went toe to toe with Hoshe. And Hoshe was like crushing me. And I put all day into rallying like everybody I know who I could. How do I click on the story guy? I went through that all fucking day. And I taught people how to click on the story and vote and shit. And then Hoshe finishes work and in about an hour and a half crushes me. And I just watched it. I just watched it go down. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it was just over. Yeah. But it was really <clears throat> hard to actually participate in this because you had to produce like one minute tracks. And the first one was pretty open. But then yeah. as it progresses, they add like levels of challenge to Topics. It. So why don't you Basically, walk us yeah. through your experiences with this tournament? Um, the first, uh, so the first, uh, the first round, like you said, we, we, it was free and we could have done whatever we wanted. And I had this song that's now out. It's called Three Headed Shadows. And it was like my best song at that time. I put on my Instagram, my Snapchat, and everybody was like, yo, drop this, drop this, drop this. So I was like, okay, like we're going in strong. I'm going when I'm going in with my 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 best track, right? So I'm going in, whatever, I win. Okay. I get into the second one and I'm like, okay, this is where uh, this is where it gets hard because I don't think people realize that most most of us artists we don't just walk in the studio make a song and it's just it's a good song like I went through 300 songs you know what I'm saying like I've I've made I've made about a song a day and that's what made me better because you learn from your mistakes did you just say you've made 300 songs already yeah I made 300 songs they're not all good so it's you learn from your mistakes and it's like yeah i can't release that that's off and it's like and it's like instead of redoing it you're like okay i'll go in another one and then that other one you you actually like it's actually fire so it was hard for me to like to just i have to go in and get out and it has to be fire you know like for the first 
like for the first one, I was like, bro, I have 10 songs. It was free. I could pick any song I've ever made, you know? But now it was like, I had a week and I was like, I can only afford to do like, I can only afford to write it once, find one beat and actually record it. So it, it was like, it had, it was once and it had to count. So that was a lot of stress. And I don't know, it was just, it was hard. Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure I did really well. And uh, I mean, just the finale. One. Yeah. So yeah, but just the finale, really I feel well. like yeah. <laughs> but I'm not too proud of my final uh track. There's four rounds. The fourth one, it was I didn't have much time. That's why it was it was squeezed in. And uh yeah, I had exams and you know like I'm 17 had a lot of exams so it's hard to to you know do all that stuff and then film it too like filming it was also and editing it was also and putting the lyrics it was all also like extra work so i just barely had any time so i just went with what i had so i was like yeah i'm, I'm putting that but i'm i'm for sure i for sure think if i had more time i could have done better but i mean i won so it must have been good I fucking appreciate that. I'll respond, but yo, shout out Shane Pleasant. That's a dude I work with. He fucking hit the Twitch. So I just, I don't think I've seen him on the Twitch before, so I had to give him a little shout out for showing up. Um, nah, you give yourself the flowers, man. I mean, I fucks with Hoshe. I fucks with him heavy, but like, end of the day, it's a social media game more than it's a talent yeah. game. And it's yeah. whatever. Look, it's like, I don't know how else to put it. As I understand it, uh, you got somebody that hooked you up in the moment that got you a lot of numbers and it worked. Yeah. Is that yeah. Right? I had, I had my family. So because I'm young, it's easier to, it's easier to, you know, to get votes, especially because it's like my mom texted, like I texted my whole family and they texted their friends and stuff like that. I got uncles and stuff. And my uncle, uh, big shout out to my uncle. He got, he was friends with this guy and he has like he's really popular in uh, lebanon he's uh he does like a tv show or something and he got him to shump to to give me a shout out and that's that's i'm pretty sure that's what gave me the win i mean here's the thing um one could argue that's fucked up that's not how yeah. contests work Nah, that's yeah. exactly how contests work. That's exactly how social media inst I don't fucking participate in anything that requires me to get votes for the most part. In fact, I was so stressed after All-Stars Montreal, I'm never doing it again. If yeah, yeah, I'll real. fuck with shit that has Same judges. Here. If there's yeah. other people, like that's cool. Um, You should fuck with my contest. There are judges. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, I'll look. I'll make sure to look at it. I'll link it to you after. It's on Facebook. Do you use Facebook? Do you even have Facebook? Uh, I do have Facebook, but it's like I haven't went on there since like 2015. So That's serious. That yeah. is serious, serious. Okay. I don't yeah. even know how to do this on Instagram. That's the problem. Because there's no like group. I don't know how to fucking do the group thing on Instagram. I don't even know. How do you how do you organize shit on Instagram? Like how would you create a group using social media to collect people? Like what would you do to pull that off? I think there's a I think you when you post a story, uh I don't know if there's I think there's something that you could click on and you join a group chat, but if there's not that, you could literally just put a poll and be like, 
click yes to sign up. I click no if you don't want to sign up. And everybody that signs up, you just put them in a group chat, maybe. I I really don't know. But if it's on Facebook, like group. I could download Facebook right now and just Nah, I know. So on. here's the thing. You might be willing to do that. If yeah. I'm doing my shit correctly, I'm also finding a way to do this on Instagram. Let's be real. Like, yeah. I'm, what am I going to do? Create, convert the world? You're also right. I could probably use the fucking thing to, like, pin shit to the fucking, uh, yeah. whatever. I, I see what you're saying. But that poll thing, smart fucking idea still is. Um, do you use polls and stuff a lot? How do you use Instagram? How do you use stories? Tell uh, me about how you use so stories. The best, uh, the, my favorite thing <laughs> to do is when I, like... I see my audience, what they like. And what I did once is that um, a couple months back, I think in the summer, I took a screenshot of all of my songs and I did it like a tournament of my songs and they voted which is the best. And it was like, I put two versus two versus two versus two. And then this one, the winner versus the winner, you know? And then I got to see which one is the audience's favorite song. So I feel like those kind of like small games and stuff like that really get your audience engaged and uh, for the people that never listen to your song when they see oh shit everybody thinks this is his best song they're probably gonna go check it out bro that is smart did y'all hear what he just said like yeah i hope y'all took nonsense i'm gonna steal your idea <laughs> not even gonna lie i'm writing that down after bonnie write that down make sure we don't forget that one that one's a fucking huge idea what the fuck, my guy? Yeah, little, You're just brilliant. Little games, That's brilliant. You keep telling just me little ideas. games like that. Keep doing just it. Just little games like that. Like, um, you could also be like, ask them what they want. Like that's what I did. I was like, on the on the on my new EP, how many songs do you want? How many melodic do you want? Do you rather me when I rap or when I sing? You know that type of stuff. So when you see what they want and you just give them what they want, like if you prefer singing more but your audience prefers rap like still sing but if you're releasing an ep i recommend you release four songs that are rap to please your audience and then the two songs that you like because you like singing you you put them there because you should never stop you should never stop releasing what you want to release you know what i'm saying but at the same time when you're at at the same time when you're at that level like like you want to impress people so like i don't want to say i'm doing this for the people i'm doing this for myself but at the same time it's like if they want to hear that if that makes if 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 i just drop some rapping songs which i still have fun doing but it's not my favorite and that gets me more and more views that makes me grow you know i'm fine with it i love so how it's like, just like get over your fucking ego but still do yeah. what you want yeah, you do you do you do what you want, but you still gotta give like if if you like doing a type of rap that is just like you think is really good, you really like that type of rap, but it's just not that common, and it's just like you're targeting a a very small type of people, like small population, and it's not working. I'm not saying stop, but I'm saying like keep doing what you're doing, but if you expect to grow, you gotta give people what they want, and that's what. I, th- I think like old head old heads should do like Eminem. It's like people don't want that old Eminem stuff. They want some new school type shit. So you you don't have he doesn't have to switch completely, but you gotta adapt at some point. Can you and just, his last just keep going. Keep, do it. 
and I feel <laughs> I feel like his last album was a good uh it was a good example of that. It was more he adapted more. He had uh, a song with Don Tolliver, Young M.A., which I had are the two songs are like the and one with Juice World. These are the only three songs I listened to off the album, which I, like I feel com- like that was honestly I like unaccommodating was, a lot. That is a fucking yeah. brilliant tune. It was he just brought he just adapted. You know what I'm saying? He still kept his personality and his type of rapping, but he realized he was like, yo, like at some point you got to give what people the people what they want but still manage to do what you want to do you know and you and once you find that middle part yo you you won it's simple you just got to find that middle part where you do what you want to do but the people still like it y'all know this guy is like if i were gonna charge you shit i would say what he's saying for free like he's just dropping this knowledge like you studied marketing your whole fucking life and understand branding and shit like that's that's really cool actually i'm like seriously like a couple of us are like that fucking song bracket thing hey eh? that's nuts like and then everything you're saying here it's like compromise understand what your audience is but you even understand target demos you understand how to find people like looking for what they're gonna listen to um so you think like the two minute songs is gonna stick around forever I yeah, I think the two minute song is the perfect is perfect. I I feel like I see people trying to do one minute, one minute something, and I feel like that's just a bit too much. That's just like a ringtone. Um, but at the same time, like three minutes, I feel like you know you could have like a three minute song on your album. It's it's chill. But I feel like most recent bangers, it's like I feel like um, it's two minutes because it's perfect because it it has time to get your attention. It gets your attention, and I I think that it's I think that mostly from my my point of view, the reason why people do that is for more streams. Because when I listen to a song that has one verse in it, and I feel like yo, that song would have killed. That song would have been banging. I would have been ten times more happier if it had two verses because the beat was amazing and the flow, the way the guy was going on it, it was amazing. But it was like at the same time. Like, it's really smart because there is no second verse. So what am I doing? I'm just replaying that first verse. So it's just like, I feel like it's all marketing. So here's the problem I have with that. I know a lot of people like, so I find that it, it, it works based on a bigger fucking marketing game, in my opinion. So you're playing frequency. You're just going to be dropping your shit a lot. You're always relying on the fact that something new is coming. Yeah, constantly, which is probably yeah. fine because you're not writing three and a half minute songs with three verses of chorus and you know all exactly. this other shit. My problem is is that like, and this might just be like what I grew up with, right? Because for me it was like I had eighteen CDs, that was it. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. it was the radio and shit, but it was those CDs when I was on the bus and whatnot. Um, so I'm looking at it like, yo. I want people to want to listen to my song over and over and over and over again. Like, it's like a failure if nobody wants to hear it again. Not to say that they don't, but like for me, when I hear these two minute songs, I find I get tired of them a lot quicker. Like I'll blitz them for like a month or two and I'm just done with it. And I don't need to listen to it again. And that's my only like reservation with relying on the two minute song strategy is I feel like it, it really does. I mean, not always. I mean, sure. But like, I don't know a single two minute song outside of like maybe there's like three or four maybe but there's only like three or four i can still listen to past six months yeah i get that um 
yeah, it's completely understandable. I feel like at the same time, if there's a three minute and a half song, I feel like sometimes I have those type of songs where it's like they're they're such like I want they're so bangers, but it's just like just the thought of clicking on it, you know, it's like three minutes. It's like I skip after the 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 part that I want to hear, you know. And I don't I don't know. I feel like the perfect time for a song is two minute thirty. That I feel like it has to be. I feel like if when I see um two minutes. You know what I'm saying? When I see the the two, or like on YouTube, when you see two, I feel like I I I I heard something. Uh, I mean, I watched a YouTube video that was when I was still in YouTube, and they were like, do uh short content because when you see 20 minutes on YouTube, you're not gonna click on that. You're gonna click on the five minute video because it seems less long and overcomplicated. So I feel like I feel like you should still do both though. I feel like. I don't think anybody should do three minutes and a half songs. And I don't think anybody should do two minute songs. I feel like I love being versatile with everything. I feel like mm-hmm. you should have everything to please everyone. Yeah, I fucks with that idea. I want to comment on the video then. Um, a lot of those people in those videos do say that shit because they're based on algorithm, uh, pleasing the algorithm. Yeah. But then I found myself watching five hour videos. And this might just be me, but what happened was is I didn't like watch it like one off right it wasn't just like i'm sitting there and i'm watching the video nah i watched it in eight to 15 minute chunks for like a week and a half you know like yeah. i watched it like but, it was all those little videos exactly but I, if it was the person would have gotten more views nah and not in it well because seo doesn't work in that favor so google's all about authority so this was about the witcher three right like richard two or whatever right so it was like fucking mm-hmm. big ass video now, yeah that community is was... hardcore about it so yeah but if it was like if you take let's say a, a one hour video and you post it on on youtube um and let's say uh 10 minutes so you post three i feel like instead of getting let's say a hundred thousand on the one you might get like a hundred thousand on six so it's like you get 600,000 around can, that. But like that's a way to look at views. But if you're talking about money, yeah. And you're talking about owning the algorithm in the 2021 era, it's a little different. So yeah, if yeah. I put up a 5-hour video that you're going to watch, I can put a lot more ads in that than I can put yeah, in those sure, 10 yeah. videos. So we're talking Makes about money sense. now. Now we're not even yeah. talking about views cuz fuck views in my opinion. I don't actually give a shit. <laughs> I put out a Buster Rhymes album review. It got 8,000 views. And that was really okay. cool. You got an average watch time of one minute. Okay. The fuck is a view, you know? That's how I look at that. Uh, so that means nobody watched it. What happened was is I owned the algorithm. Uh, content length matters in a different way than people think about it. Uh, every time you make a video, it's okay. Like for songs, it's a little different because it's music and it's a whole different game. But if you're talking about the rest of YouTube, we're all competing on keywords. So you're going to type some blah, blah, blah the recommended all of that it's like a keyword competition it's like a, a big gamble so back in like 2016 the, the magic length was like eight minutes but then everybody flooded the market with eight minute videos so now the magic yeah. length became 10 then the magic currently the magic length is 40 minutes to an hour because there are creators and they split the strategy actually so you're, you're correct so they end up with two channels you have your main channel that does the really long content hour to three hour content 
and that is for the people that are fucking hooked on you and your personality. Because you get to a point, especially when you're at work, where you don't want to find videos. And this is usually a work thing for me. That's why I think it might be an older skewing thing. Because I'm at, like, fucking work. I don't have time to be looking for a new fucking video every, like, 15 minutes. You know, it's actually yeah. bad for me. Um, the other side of it is you're right about that. So, like, you chop shit up. So, like, this guy, D'Angelo Wallace, is a perfect example, in my opinion. He has two channels. One is 10-minute videos. All it is is 10-minute videos. The other, honestly, they just got longer. They just keep getting longer. And I find a lot of people, especially in certain communities, really own it. But part of it is keyword owning. If you want your video to still be like relevant and show up in search results years from now, you kind of need some length on that shit. Because, yo, yeah, currently sure. the length is like 40 minutes. But then all the 40-minute videos cover all the knowledge. So now you need 60-minute videos. And this is, a, this is a really basic way of how Google sees shit. That's why you'll notice articles are getting longer and longer. They're getting more and more structured, more and more bullet points. It's because yeah. Google is ranking shit based on what it thinks is the most authoritative information on a subject. So a lot of that short-term attention span shit is not based on engagement metrics, but based on how to optimize views. But then views shifted to watch time. So it's what makes people watch more. So trust, people want long-ass videos now. Because yeah. one long ass video of good content makes people watch. But that's a YouTube game. Listen, man, we're like literally, uh, what, an hour and 30 something minutes into this interview and we haven't dropped under 10 viewers the whole time. I'm not saying these are great numbers. I'm saying that in the, the scheme of things, if you make something people are interested in, they're going to watch. But. Yeah there is multiple sides to the market like you're correct make sure you you've even said it like multiple times make sure you create something for um make something for everybody you know make sure you cover all your bases so i feel like really wise creators are stacking that like yo we're gonna have two when we're done with this we're gonna have a bunch of clips that are like eight to minutes whatever and then we're gonna have a full video for anybody that really wants to come yeah. it kind of like creates a bit of a, a content funnel to, for it and it's true everybody here never heard of jk before by the way and they're all sitting here still watching you maybe they're not yeah. all of the young folk that you know with the short attention spans but a lot of other people in other um markets may actually be there and uh as like Drew said there's markets for both short and long and we got to capitalize for sure and then the same thing like what you pointed out with music yo because yo i'm telling you for me, I think a four-minute song is wonderful. I fucks with four minutes. Uh, but I like complete shit. But I also like rock music a lot. You look at rock and there's this like more complete structure beyond just yeah. like, here's a hot verse on a beat. He's flowing. It's whatever. I like songs like that. Like, you know, I, wanna, I want the intro and the evolution and the progression. Like, that's what I fucks with. So I really love shit where, like, honestly, the song starts in place A and it's like, you know what's a great sign to me? Sicko World or whatever. Sicko, sicko Mode? Yeah, the one with Drake and Travis Scott. Yeah. That shit yeah. is like one of my favorite modern pop songs. I think it is a wonderful experience and the shit's six minutes long and I can listen to that on repeat because so much yeah. is happening and it just keeps evolving and creating this new... It's almost like four two-minute songs like strung fucking together, you know? Yeah. It's like I feel like... So yeah, go on. I feel like it goes deeper than that though. I feel like you, if I'm like, I'm an artist right now, right? After, after this interview, I'm going to go to, to, to my studio that's in my room and I'm going to make 
a one minute song and I'm going to make a five minute song and I'm going to make a three minute song and a two minute song. And I'm going to do, and I'm going to re- release all of them. And just cause people don't realize it's like people, they always say like, I think people like that more. I think people like them. Well, drop it and see what they like. And if people fuck with both, then keep on dropping both. And I feel like it goes de- even deeper than that, where I, I got this amazing, I found a, a Lil Yachty song where it's two songs in one. It's literally, it's called, it's literally like two songs. And it's because each song is like one minute instead of being like, yeah, I'm going to do two songs of like one minute, 50 seconds. I'm going to put them both in one song and it's just going to be two songs. And I feel like those new inventions where like it changes i feel like that that just changes everything because you're known for that i love it's what like, you're saying and you know it's I, like drake he's known for the 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 beat switch i didn't even know drake was known for that yo liddy bros you like drake is he known for the the beat switch i just started like i decided i'm a drake fan like properly like i don't know three weeks ago i said fuck it i like drake <laughs> I don't know why I ever thought I did it. And I realized Scorpion's one of the nicest albums like that came out. And it's a double album. It's 25 tracks and none of them are two minutes. You know, like, it's like, it's a crazy yeah. idea, right? Like, everyone talks about all that shit. But Drake just dominated Billboard with, like, a 25-track album. Like, I think all of it ranked. Like, the entire album was on Billboard at one point. Drake, Drake is, like, the biggest artist right now biggest artist out here right now yeah I'd, I'd agree with that it's like undeniable anybody that doesn't think that's just probably not like i mean how do you just google any of like billboard run and <laughs> drake right yeah. drake can just like like i have people who are like when's drake's album gonna drop is it coming out this friday and he's just fucking with people now he's just toying with people till he decides it's out yeah that that's like the playboy cardi situation I don't know anything about Playboy Cardi. <laughs> he's been okay. So basically, he's just been saying that he's gonna drop his album for like I don't know, like two years. And like one week, he goes like, "I'm dropping it Friday." Doesn't drop it, and he like said it like I don't know, like five times. I honestly don't don't listen to him. But I got friends that are like, "Oh my god, he's gonna drop." Doesn't drop. He just he's literally just playing with them, and then he just finally dropped. And it was, I don't know if it was worth the hype, but I mean, for him, it was because he did crazy numbers, Mm. you know, so. Yeah, I definitely think Drake is building anticipation playing with us. I'm not going to lie. That is, that is a hundred percent what I think is happening here, but it's cool when Drake drops, I'll I'll review his album because honestly, you should probably pay attention to what Drake does if you're in music, I think. What I really liked about what you were saying before, and it's something that I don't know if Drew's still with us, but Drew brought it up too, and it was the idea of A-B testing. I don't know if you know it by that term, but in corporate America, uh, when you do content marketing courses, they drill home the idea of A-B testing. So you present two options to people in a testing format, one-minute song, five-minute song, and you go, which of these is going to perform better? Then you go, hmm, this performs better. Let's do more of that. And then you do more experiments and then you do more experiments and you were just like straight up i'm an artist that's what i must do 
And man, I don't even think half of us think like that, like we're supposed to. Like we go to school to like retrain ourselves to think like that. So I think it's fucking interesting how both you and Drew are like fucking crushing it in terms of momentum and, and growing and, and putting up a brand and, and doing all this. And you're all like, fuck what I want. Let's see what the people want. I mean, yeah. not like compromising who you are, of course. But Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a really like smart approach and i think it and i think what i also love about i guess what i talked to both of you is you respect the older generation of it all it doesn't feel like y'all hate old music like do you like yeah. the olden golden era stuff like do you fuck with any of the old timey stuff yeah i um i listen to pretty pretty much a lot of uh tupac some 50 cent you know that type of stuff and it's just I don't really listen to it on my free time, except like randomly where it just like shuffles through my 800 song playlist. But it's like, if I have friends that just love old school and when they, when we go out and they play it, it's just, it's such a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love it, but it's just, I don't know why it's just, I don't feel like, cause it's just, I don't associate myself to it. I feel like that's just why, like, it's really, it's really good, but I feel like, but I feel like, you know, like you, you, you can't wait for it to drop a new old school stuff, you know? Mm. So it's like, there's no interaction. It's like, it's there. And most of these artists are like kind of dead, like Biggie and Tupac. So yeah, that like kind of most sucks. Most of these artists are still popping and releasing albums, to be honest. There are a couple of major yeah. ones that are gone. Let's say 50 Cent is busy with power. So I guess, but he still put out like the power theme song is really good. Um, no, but like, honestly, so I started this, um, journey through classic album reviews because i'll be real with you i don't know fuck all about music proper until like a guy on youtube i thought i knew things i was wrong um but you'd be fucking surprised at how many guys who were releasing albums in 93 are releasing albums today like a yeah. lot of, a lot of like names like pretty much everybody in wu-tang all these fucking classic guys are still like out there doing shit i don't have better names on hand i, was, I didn't really think of it beforehand but I thought it was, I think it's really cool that a lot of people are popping, but I'll give it to you. I don't think there's a lot of people advocating that these people are still out there releasing new music. Yeah. That, that would be a fair thing. Um, who is your favorite MC from the golden era? I honestly don't know. That's fair. That came from Willy World. I don't have, uh, I've, I'm not that into, uh, into that that type of music i just like what i hear you know it's not about the person it's just some beats are pretty fire some beats are you know a bit too old school where it's just like uh that's kind of not my stuff but i really like the the pianos you know whenever a beat has a has you know like the old school beat where it's like tun, 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 you know that 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 piano melody like that 50 cent melody bro that that that's my favorite thing so yeah, I like, I like that. 50 Cent. That's fair. Um, I'm not going to lie. The first time I ever heard somebody throw Tupac and 50 up like that in the same conversation like you did, that was like a yeah. first for me. But that's still dope, man, because like, you still take the effort to care, you know, to look into it. Yeah. To like, you know, yeah, Bonnie's like old school equals 50 Cent. There is a part of me that has trouble with that because I remember being in high school when 50 Cent dropped. Like get rich or die trying. I was yeah. in fucking high school. Yeah, my girlfriend's like, "Wah," because like you just <laughs> you just called us old. 
<laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you have a point. Uh, Fifty Cent isn't really. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that he's old school because I feel like he adapted a lot. I feel like he's not one of those people. The one of those people that just stayed the same and kept that old old school vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like other people, like for example, um, like I don't know, like Snoop Dogg. Maybe he just kept his old vibe i guess but no but he did like songs with Wiz khalifa and stuff but i'm pretty like the only name that comes to my head is eminem before uh the um his last album eminem was still like you know like he was doing the same thing he was doing 10 years ago you know so like it was it. like but i get yeah. why you didn't like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i didn't no i didn't it's not like i didn't i disliked it it's like it's the type of music where it's like if I'm in a car, if I'm in the car with you and you play that stuff, I will still vibe to it because I respect, like I understand how, why it's good. I understand why it's good. Like I see why it's good, but it's just, it's not something that I would go out my way to play. You know? Yeah, I feel you. Um, I, I really do. You don't have to like it. That's another part of it. Like sometimes people, um, okay, uh. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted by the comments. Sometimes uh, people get a little whatever with their taste, but you can like what you like, and I think that's part of what we're trying to do here is understand your con- your your truth better. You know your ideas. Uh, we got a question from Ismail Gadamsi. Um, are you interested in the other elements of hip hop? What type of elements? So basically uh, in a more traditional way of looking at it uh not to say whatever i'm just trying to paraphrase it for anybody watching this in the future uh hip-hop has four main foundational elements there's the graffiti arts there's the djs and turntablism there's the mcs and there's the break dancing and collectively these kind of fuse together into the origins of the hip-hop yeah, okay. culture transcending beyond just the individual art form of you know how we look at hip-hop slash rap as a genre today yeah like it's a lot deeper Uh, than that yeah i feel like i like the the dj side of it a bit it's like i feel like taiga would be a good example of that dj side the way he makes club bangers like i don't know like since his comeback he's been all he's been doing is club bangers like you know I really fuck with that. I know. I feel what you mean. Uh, yeah. Um. So I was thinking more. And I, I know Liddy Bros is like, he's not even going to know the elements. And I'm like, I appreciate <laughs> that. So it's more like turntablism. So look at it more like not like a club DJ, but like a DJ doing that and scratches. Yeah, and like, like when you listen to the old school shits and you got like the DJ scratches and the whole like art of being a dj in that regard yeah yeah not to take away from all the other stuff with the djs in the clubs which is a different yeah, thing for sure for sure i'm not even to say that they're all inherently different things because yo you can easily argue that that's still djing right but i was yeah. thinking it more um i'm i'm, I'm like you know just kind of where it stems from like i highly recommend you fuck around and uh check out some of the history of hip-hop in like the bigger context though it's mad fascinating yeah. as a cultural movement yeah um but, but it's not also it's not also it's not um only hip-hop mm. you know like like you mentioned you like rock uh i didn't know i liked rock uh but apparently i do after you know machine gun kelly he ah, dropped his it's hilarious he dropped his uh so machine gun kelly he's a rapper right 
Yeah. And then he dropped his rock album, and I heard that, and I was like, "Yep, I, like I haven't rock. heard it yet. Yeah. I like rock because I feel like he just it was like it was like rock, but it was for like beginners, you know, like it wasn't like too extreme, so it was like easy to easy to like adjust, you know, like it wasn't too different. So I, I really I really liked it, and I was like, "Yo, like the the instrumentals were extreme, like hard ass like electric guitars." And yeah, I just I just really liked it. So it's not only rap that I'm kind of interested in, and I've thought about doing a uh, what's it called a uh, rock song, but I don't know. I might do a, a rock song in the future. See how it goes. Nah, man, that's fucking cool that you brought up MGK. So I fuss with Machine Gun Kelly. I don't care what anyone says. Um, there was a yeah. patch of his career I thought was goofy because he was being goofy. Then he yeah. got. Like, Machine Gun Kelly reinvented the shit. Like, not reinvented, but he basically made an album that if that shit came out when I was 15, it would have been, like, my favorite fucking album. So I'm sitting there going, like, yo, Machine Gun Kelly did something cool there. I haven't listened to it in full yet. I've heard snippets, but I I saw the general trend he was going, and I really really fucks with that. Sorry, I just got to respond. Man, Willie, if the guy does graffiti and he's, like, admits to doing graffiti which is probably not legal and his dad or whatever watches this he's gonna get in fucking trouble okay willie okay <laughs> just add context we have a young one on the channel today it's not the same as the adults <clears throat> um but nah like so machine gun kelly's fucking dope but that but yo i swear he basically just made some shit that i grew up listening to but he's always had that shit in him like i've been fucking with machine gun kelly for a long time and part of what got me into him is he was doing shit like warp tour and stuff so like back in the day he was doing that and then he went heavy in the trap and i lost interest and when he started going back down on that like warp tour punk vibe i was like i fucks with mgk more now um yeah but yeah that was definitely to me like where he was at like he did this cover of a rise against song you probably don't know who rise against is that's fine and it's like punk shit and it was fucking amazing and this is back in like 2012 so it was like to me it's like dope that he's back at this shit because he's fucking re- he's to me he's bringing back shit i would personally listen to yeah, i don't know what you mean by that. facts don't be vlad tv but i'll accept whatever anyway i'm just uh anyway so yeah, yeah. i just like when people go out of their like i don't want to say comfort zone but you know like they experience different things you never want to see the same you know you never want to see the same artist do the same type of flow the same type of stuff uh i just like i said before i i like being versatile and i like seeing people be versatile um that's why i don't like an album of all like the same thing i like i I like when the album is divided like that that's crazy when it's like you you can see that a part of it it's like it has a storyline the album has a storyline and that's just crazy yo i love that shit too i keep telling people albums are not gonna die even if yeah, like nah. okay let's talk about that do you fuck with albums yeah. i mean honestly uh i really do i rather my artist release an out al- my favorite artist release an album than a ep because i feel like ep is just just many songs that he just had laying around and an album is actually like it has a message in it and it's just more deep it's just deeper and uh yeah so i would rather my artist my favorite artist to release an album but as an artist myself, I would love to release an album, but I feel like it's so much work. It is. You know what I'm saying? 
So I feel I understand why people think it's going to die, but I honestly don't think. Do you think it's going to die? Do you think they think it's going to die because of like the effort? Because like that uh, is not what my people talk about. No, I feel like no, that's that's my point of view. But I feel like it's going to die mostly. I don't know the reason behind it, but mostly because all upcoming artists are just not releasing albums. Like if I look at the SoundCloud rappers, so I know a lot of SoundCloud rappers, like the the best on SoundCloud. Um, like for example, like Autumn, uh, you know that type of stuff. So I literally have no idea what type of stuff <laughs> is on SoundCloud today, my guy. It's it's literally like I don't really like it. I don't I don't really like it, but it's it's just it's like Lil Tecca. You heard Lil Tecca, but like a bit worse. I don't know. You could give it a listen. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's just very. It's just a lot of auto tune, heavy auto tune, and it's it doesn't have a particular flow. It's just it's like a a rush to the finish line. You know what I'm saying? So it's just short songs, um, and it's just EPs. Like none of them are really releasing any albums that I know of. Like not a lot, because I feel like that's the new trend. I don't know the. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Remember you were watching Go a ahead. bunch of videos that were like, bro, you got to put out these little videos because like attention spans. So literally yeah. people are sitting here and talking to me and we had these conversations like, yo, do I put out a 10 track album? Like nobody's going to listen to that many tracks. Nobody's going to look. Nobody has an attention yeah. span. And I'm For like, sure, hmm. yeah. There might actually be truth in that though because if you haven't built yeah. up any hype to it, if you drop exactly. the 10 tracks, who's going to listen to it? Exactly. So, I mean, I figured out what I'm going to do. I'm going to put shit out in chunks of three. And then I'm going to drop the album. when, Like, just in order. Because I saw Strange yeah. Music and Scarlord both did that. And it, it seemed to work really well. Like, I would argue Tech yeah, 9 is pretty fucking understanding of the world of youth marketing. Yeah. So, that gives you your full album. So that, you know, yeah. it still exists. And it makes your Spotify page look cleaner. Like... I don't know if you've ever really tried to scroll through somebody that has like 70 fucking singles out to try to find like, Oh, that. I hate that. So at least if you have it like in yeah. albums at the top after, or like yeah. even release collections of your singles or something, it just is a cleaner Spotify experience. That's just yeah, my pet sure, peeve sure. shit in this singles market. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But I think it's I, I feel like, I feel like people shouldn't post singles unless it's to hype up, a release i feel like that's the only reason i would post a single is just to be like i would post a single for like let's say like now i'm posting a single for valentine's day but i posted uh i dropped why my song why like a, a week ago and that was just to hype up my uh my uh my ep that's coming out the 19th so it's like hey guys i'm still here and then it's just for like that one week they're gonna be listening to the single and then it's like they start to forget and then boom you hit them with the with the ep you know what i'm saying so how often do you plan on releasing music over the next couple of years um i know that 2021 um the start until summer i'm trying to release so i have right now i have as i said two eps two uh, like two eps of six songs each and basically um, I'm releasing one in February and I'm planning on releasing one next month. So 
I'm trying, I'm for sure going to release at least a song a month. That's what I'm trying to, to aim at. But maybe I'm a, maybe instead of releasing a single per month, I might go for an EP every two months. So I really don't know yet. So I want y'all listening to this just to know, like, you're going to put out a fuck ton of music over the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. So you're not even worried about saturating or too much. In your opinion, you just have not to yet. keep releasing. Because I feel like I'm at this point where it's like, some people tell me like whenever i have a new song and i put it like on let's say on my snapchat some people are like yo is that you for real because it's like i don't have that one sound it's like every track is different so it's like it's like i'm like three artists combined that's how i like to look at it because i'm not i'm not just releasing the same thing i'm releasing so many different things you know and it's like so i don't feel like it could i could have too too many songs out but yeah, I said that 2020, I was going to go uh, very, I was going to post a lot. That didn't happen. But now I'm like, yo, I have to like, like I have to stick to the plan. Uh, and I just, and it's just, it's better now because I feel like I'm more comfortable making songs because before it was like hard to make a good song before it was like, I would make 10 songs and one of it, one of them would be, you know, release worthy, you know, but I feel like now it's like one out of two, you know? So it's, it's easier, I guess. So I, I can, make I just want to like wrap it up. Cause I want you to give yourself yeah. some fucking credit here. You have written like 300 tracks. Yeah. And you recorded them all and mixed them and shit or just written them. Um, I can check right now how many I have recorded. So I know I've, I have like around 300 because they're all in my notes and I have like a folder of like 300 something. But if I go into how many tracks I got right now, I got 177 songs on my phone. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. So yeah. you don't even go, you'll just record anything. You know, like how I just, yeah, because I feel like what people miss, like what they miss to see is that you, you that that's it's practice makes perfect. Mm. Like the, you record and then you re-listen to it. And it's like, I feel like, I don't know for any, I don't know for other artists, but I feel for me, it's like, I don't know if the song is good while I'm recording it. It's when I'm done, I take like a 30 minute break and then I come back to it, listen to it. And then I know. So it's like, I don't know un unless I finish it. So I just do tracks and just, you know, have fun with it. That's incredible. I read the Gucci main book recently and that's what Gucci did. He just kept recording and recording and recording. And he didn't even really think about it, didn't care. Just kept fucking recording. Like, yo, man, yeah. I'm not even going to lie, JK. You have recorded 370 whatever tracks, written 300. You're teaching yourself to be an engineer. Um, you're participating in Instagram contests and leveraging your family like a boss. Most of us are too fucking cowardly to do that. Yo, as Flacco, my boy, just said in the chat, 10,000 hours is 100% something you're on your path to, like, achieving. You probably fucking clocked somewhere in the ballpark of on your way there, for real, with the amount of practice you put in. All of that, you're not even an adult. Um, yeah, I feel like... I feel like at the same time, like people say like, you're not even an adult, but I feel like that's the best part. I feel like this is like, I have to now because once you're an adult, you know, you got responsibilities, stuff like that. It's harder, you know, like 
for me right now for me right now just just having school is like just a lot of time like i barely have time to record but i'm just thinking like bro like when i'm in, i'm gonna be in university i'm gonna have a job you know that type of stuff well i have time to record so i'm like yo i have to do this like now you know what i'm saying so it's just that's it so yeah you definitely drop an og advice like literally you are an incredibly smart person that i've like Thank it you, is man. incredible your work ethic you are definitely on your path to some fucking great things and i say that with Appreciate all love it. like it makes me happy to just hear all the things that you have fucking said today like i don't think you really like are even fully aware how deep it goes because you know, i mean i've talked to a lot of people you sound really fucking like out there with it in terms of on the path man um have you ever did so how do you deal with visuals do you record your own visuals and shit i mean uh how do i do um so i went to new york once with uh my sister and her boyfriend and her boyfriend is, is like really supportive of my music and he's even on a couple of my tracks right so we filmed a couple of scenes there but i've never i didn't really take time to edit it because it wasn't really like you know it was just like oh i'm in new york just film this play the song and just film it you know that was the closest i've ever gotten to actually doing visuals other than that i usually like get some of my friends or i do it myself i do like edits of so i have one on instagram where i did with drew so that was that was one of my my ideas to like too because we were in quarantine right and i couldn't go out and do a music video so i decided to just make uh it's on my instagram it's an igtv so it, we just filmed many like different scenes of us in our home and we took videos that we have from the past like parties stuff like that all crumbled it and made it like a video like a music video it was it was a music video and it was like it was just like parties and stuff like that and stuff like that and it was really like i felt like that was a, a good way of promoting my music because i couldn't go out and you know get my friend to film me and that was like during the summer when we were all like completely locked down so i felt like we we, we did pretty well of adapting and that's that's what i mean like that's that's what i feel like people are gonna start doing more yeah i agree with that entirely i mean what choice do we have right like yeah. to me like I was kind of happy with the lockdowns. It was nobody wanted to come over to record before. It was like everyone had to do it in person, and so people would come here. Shout out Willie Scandals. He actually fucking came here before it was like Twitch, and then um, you know September hit, and now it was illegal to have anybody come to my crib proper proper until the end of the year. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of bad. So we started going online, yeah. and just like fucking lit up because apparently, yeah, and it's if you don't it's have to, working because if you don't have to leave that. You're, Home. yeah it's working like that zoom that zoom uh like these zoom calls they're working like i i saw drew do it when he was doing it with uh, a feature he had so he had somebody on his song and they did a zoom call and he just recorded it and posted it on instagram where they talked about the song and it's just like you're doing it right now and it's just i feel like that's you're really like adapting to what's most likely is going to be the future because to be real um I feel like if everything goes back to normal and there's no COVID, I still think some people are going to still rather do it when they're home, you know, because some people are busy and some people are just like, they just rather do it at home where it's just like they put their computer and they do it online, 
you know so i feel like this could also be like the future even when corona's over yeah yeah so first of all i was into this shit before corona i was like literally in 2019 going work from home makes so much more sense why am i wasting because i got mad at snow every winter the same thing (laughs) happened man yeah. It went from like a because re- I could bike to work, so it's like 25 30 minutes there. Yeah, back. that's I can handle that. Now it's 90 minutes there and like 90 minutes back. And yo, three hours a day on a bus is just not gonna make you feel happy in this city. I just, yeah, for, for sure. So I started getting more and more frustrated, and I started thinking about like how much time I lost going to work and coming home. And I'm like, nah, man, I'd be like a better employee if I never had to go to the office again because like where I work, it's completely we can do it all remote, etc. etc. Like, yeah, I was already yeah. working from home one day a week because I was doing some vocal work and shit. So this is actually the only piece of gear I don't own is this belongs to my company um and uh basically like i i just realized like i'm like way more efficient at home and then uh all of so i'm like talking about that i was i bought a computer i was getting ready for virtual reality all of this stuff so i was like ready i'm like i'm gonna get into it and then nobody else cared like literally nobody else agreed with me and i'm like wait what and like everyone's like yeah i gotta be in the office it's the perfect place nobody will get work from done at home fuck virtual reality i love real life and i'm like oh and then i was like okay i guess that's all right and then covid came and it was like huh look at that we can all work from home not yeah. everyone obviously um yeah. and uh now everybody likes being on the internet more huh look at that i guess it was just that but i agree with you man you know for me it's like you're a little too maybe too young for this but it comes down to like the legalization of certain products making it like hard to go out and consume those things because can't do it inside so you have to go outside and you know like six months a year in montreal like come on like people are gonna stay home i don't like yo your summers are gonna be late i think the summers are gonna be all sorts of live shows it's gonna be super late everybody's gonna go out for like the four months a year five months a year we all go out and then what we all hibernate the other seven months like everyone acts like they really i went to go see dax because i knew like two separate people that were opening i had to stand in line for 30 minutes in the fucking minus five degree weather to see dax outside I don't know that I want to do that ever again. I kind of I did know. the same thing for Travis Scott. I went to see Travis Scott downtown. It was like minus 25 degrees. And it was just like, and we had to wait outside because, you know, Travis Scott, it was busy. Yeah, I was just like, nah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was, it was like a one-time thing, you know. Next, next, uh, next concert is going to be in the summer. Yeah. Mm. But, like, let's say you had the choice on a December day where it's minus 20 of spending $80 yeah. to stand in the cold and get the live show versus $15 to watch it on your phone. I really don't know. Because I feel like I'm really a person that likes, that, that, that thinks, like, yo, like, being there is a lot more different than online when it comes to, like, like like soccer matches basketball or like concerts i think that when i but it depends because it depends who's performing and you know how big you know there's a lot of factors because if travis scott is performing i'm for sure gonna go in person but if you're telling me like dj khaled's performing i would rather go online because it's like you know he's he's not gonna be like you know raging on the 
you know, with a lot of bass, you know, so it's, it's just going to be like, it's going to be a cool show, but it's like Travis Scott is really known for like going super crazy on stage. So you think that it's going to come down to certain artists are going to be able to craft live shows worth paying money for. Yeah. But do you feel that most artists are going to be able to do that? No, I feel like Yo. there's a certain amount of artists that got what it takes. And the only one that comes to mind right now is Travis Scott. That's, that's the only one that comes to mind. Other like Lil Uzi, maybe, you know, the, those type of people that just go crazy on, that I just, just walk jump walk in the crowd. Fire. Yeah. But it's like, mm, like Drake, maybe because he's really popular, but like, you know what I'm saying? But like people, People need that spice in person that's going to make people want to go and spend money instead of going on, on their so phone and just checking it out. Drake might not have the live show required to pull those kind of... I mean, Drake cut out popularity. His live yeah, show. Cut out popularity? Yeah, I don't think... I don't think that... Because I've never seen Drake perform, but I've seen videos. And it's just like, he's just performing, you know? But I feel like you need that, like, you need that, you just need to be different. Like, um, Travis Scott had a roller coaster. When I went to see him, he had a roller coaster in the air. He has a, he had a whole roller coaster inside of the Bell Center. So that, that when you see, when you see that, when you hear about that, when you, when you look online and you see that, and when he went to Chicago, he had that, or when he did his concert over there, you're like, bro, if he comes to Montreal, he's probably going to do that. I would love to pay to see that. But when you see Drake that's just walking on stage, you know, singing, it's like, do I really want to spend money on that? But, I mean, it's Drake. I mean, yeah, I hear you, it's Drake. But you could take, like, any other name and sub in Drake, and it really becomes yeah. a true statement. But I think that's just yeah. – I never even really thought about that. I mean, I can think of some people that I would – like, basically, it's like – maybe not even turning up, but it's like the show element of it you're saying. like to yeah. Like, Insane Clown Posse does this really well. Love him or hate them. But I went to see Insane Clown Posse at Fafoon's, and they have this whole carnival set up on the thing. And then basically their whole shtick is they take Fago soda, and they shake it up, and they spray the crowd for, like, fucking two hours. So you walk out of there, head to toe drenched in soda. It's yeah, a that's fucking experience it was one of the best nights yeah. i ever spent 20 dollars on i don't care what anyone says you've <laughs> never been hit in the face with some fago bumping some fucking insane clown posse i don't know it's just you don't even have to like their music it's just an insane yeah. experience right like yeah it's, that's yeah that that's what i mean but like there's i don't know i think it's the migos that had a lamborghini hanging from the ceiling at their concert on top of the crowd like you know that i feel like only these type of people that have something special are going to be able to attract audience to their shows especially if there's still covid because like let's say it gets better right but it's still going to be there and most of and then if we're not and then the people in there are probably if they're not gonna have to wear masks they're gonna have to keep a certain distance you know there's still gonna be like restrictions and rules so I don't know, because they're saying that for everything to go back to normal, it needs like a couple of years. Yeah, we got a question and then a follow up to that. Do you freestyle? Yeah. Can you freestyle is the follow up question. And uh, shout out WWEW2320 for the follow. Uh, yeah, 
I'm pretty sure I can freestyle. Depends on the time, topic, beat, but... Are you able to bust a freestyle, like, right now, a cappella? Just a little one, too. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have a topic in mind? Yo, anybody have a topic? I don't know. I'm bad at topic picking, but personally, I'd say anything. Yo, shout out... All right, Willie and Wee Woo. I don't know how to say that. Shout out a couple of topics. Okay. Look... Okay, look, yeah, 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 look. Feel like Travis Scott, yeah, I feel like Laflame. They say I got fire, I got potential, I got the flame, and I be killing this beat, I be killing this beat. They be saying, why don't you do what I want, but I do what I, do my thing, yeah, I do my thing. I go crazy on this beat, yeah, yeah. I make you shaking your feet, yeah. I go in the studio and I make a track and do it again, yeah. And she like when I do it again and I hit on a twin, but she got a man and he got a twin, but she not my best friend and I my hit her once, but I never hit her twice. And I play this game like poker. I just roll the dice. Wait, you don't roll the dice in poker. Wait, I must have forgot. Look, I got this shit stuck on my hand like a sock. I don't know what I be saying, but I just like rhyming. And I be playing Minecraft. I guess I'm into bedrock. Yeah, that's actually pretty lit. That was that was tough. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, I like I like honestly just having fun freestyle. I never took it seriously. It was just that type of stuff where it's like I hop out of the shower and I just say the randomest <sighs> things ever. And most most times my freestyles are just jokes. Like that that's why I, I call myself the Joker because it's like I never actually took freestyle freestyling serious. Where it's just like I actually like it's just funny bars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Yeah. yeah, it was still pretty lit, though. I mean, like, yo, you kept it going. I liked your, like, wait a second. I fucked up with poker is. Let me correct that. Yeah. That was amazing. I yeah. fucking appreciated that. Yeah, thank you, man. But I also like what you said about the uh, the live show elements. I mean, I instantly go, and they're going to compensate for that with virtual reality. Not virtual, augmented reality. That They're going to compensate. Like, light shows are kind of effective. You know how I know? The rave scene. The rave scene does a lot with lights, and it's fucking fun. And I'm not saying it's, like, entirely that, but, like, as far as, like, the couple of years, a couple of years is, like, in the big picture, you're not even going to be 20, and all this shit's back to normal, right? Like, in the big picture. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, definitely think that, like, it's an interesting point you bring up about the shot element. I never really thought how important it would be to, like, attract it, because I don't think a lot of people are, like, going to like the fact that you can't just show up and like rap on at the crowd and not do more than that anymore it, that's kind of yeah. what i took away from what you're saying at least to compete with the winter again if you live in a really nice weather thing i'm pretty sure you're not going to face the same challenges as montreal in the snow yeah I, for sure I, I don't know about other places um what do you think about virtual reality i feel like that's um i mean I feel like that's the future. I don't I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't really think much of it. It's, it's something that I've, I have to experience to know. Mm. I don't feel any changes, any change is gonna be, you know, hard. So if you just cancel all concerts and just do virtual reality concerts, of bad. course I'm gonna be at first like, bro, like I'm never gonna see a concert again and that type of stuff. But at the same time, you know, give it a couple months couple years maybe it could be better we'll find it better we'll find new ways to make it better you know you never know 
Yeah, I just like definitely don't think the live show experience is going to disappear because there is going to be walks for all people. I definitely think that you'll find it easier to perform seven days a week if you don't have to leave your house, though. I think a lot of us are like, one thing I like about the show that like I know a lot of like, you know, I don't like being at the bar for seven hours sometimes. Not always, but like that's why I'm like to me, the bar doesn't seem like where it's going to be. But do you think this viability and this private party kind of moves? Like, do you see you and your people throwing, like, chalet parties or renting lofts and, like, kind of bringing the show into a place where you control the vibe? Honestly, I feel like the, like you said, Drew, Drew said that, that private parties and just parties, just house parties, doesn't have to be renting a chalet. I feel like if there's somebody there that could be performing, like, like let's say it's summer, right? And this guy has like a huge pool and, you know, you just, you could be like, yo, can I perform? If he's your friend, can I perform? You just play your songs on the speaker and just jump around and everybody's going to follow. Like at the end of the day is you just got to be entertaining. And if you just have fun, everybody's going to have fun. I feel like that's, that's it. So it's going to be really easy for young artists to, uh, to do that because you don't actually have to, go to a bar and i don't i don't know how it worked but you don't actually have to like book something or whatever it's just your friend and then y'all understand how to leverage that footage after which is i think another another thing um yeah somebody asked what your inspiration for your song why was uh that was kid Leroy. um so what happened was i was listening to his song uh tell me why tell me why you know so it goes like that right and i was like yo that's such a good song right and then a week later i go into the studio and i'm like okay i want a kid Leroy vibe i get a kid Leroy beat put it on the track and then the first thing like it wasn't on purpose i wasn't thinking of the song but you know how it's like it's in your mind somehow and the first thing that i like to i like to freestyle so most of my songs what I'm trying to do now, it's I freestyle it and then I write it down. So it's like I I get the idea done and then I go deeper into the bar. So the first thing I said was, I don't know why, I don't know why, you know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like subconsciously I just connected the dots mm. and it was just, I just wanted a Kid Leroy vibe, you know? I I'm never I don't know who Killer Ray is, but I feel you, and I hope that they understand it as well. I appreciate you answering that. I think it's really cool what you do though with the freestyling and then editing your freestyles into a more coherent thing, and then taking that into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what everyone feels about freestyling tracks, but like, I, don't I know. feel like I feel like because I've done I've done so many like songs where I wrote them down. And then when it comes to recording, it just, you know, it doesn't work. It just, it's not the, the, something is off, right? So I've had a lot of that. And I was like, yo, like, maybe I shouldn't write the song and then force it onto the track. Maybe I should get the flow and then use the flow to write the song. Because I would force a flow on the track and it wouldn't really sound it would sound it wouldn't sound bad, but it wasn't really catchy. But once you get a catchy flow, you could say anything. So you just fill up the spaces with words, but you got the flow. So that's I use freestyle mostly to to get the flow and like the topic, you know? 
Yo, that's actually really nifty. You're not even the first person to say that to me, but the last person to say that to me was a guy trying to figure out what y'all are doing and trying to adapt his sound and go about it. And he basically said the same thing. He comes up with the melody, figures out the flow, and then he plugs in words. And it's just like fucking plug and play. Um, We got another question. Um, Are you interested in ciphers? Uh, um, I did a cipher with Drew. He had a cipher and he had a cypher song and he was like you want to hop on it and i hopped on it but when you say cyphers like what do you, what do you mean just like a free, bunch like of rappers freestyling rapping just passing the mic around busting like rhymes. A, yeah okay so like uh but a track or like a video like type a, thing more like a live experience where just a bunch of people's rapping. a live experience okay yeah so like something i would do like on instagram nah, if so there's corona i feel like not. ismail had a leading question i have a cypher thingy i'm trying to do every tuesday it's a bunch of us yeah. on a zoom call and a bunch of okay. beats is playing and then motherfuckers are just rapping and the next guy raps okay so it's not raps. so it's and not an actual rap. track okay nah it's just rapping. all right yeah i'd be i'd be just yeah low-key that would be fire like i already do that with uh with with lewis um we whenever he comes whenever he comes over we just throw each other you know we put a beat we throw each other you know i go four bars you go four bars i go verse he goes he goes a verse but i've never really thought of actually taking that idea and putting it in a to work you know what i'm saying for me it was just like well, that's something i do on my free time if you want to show up tomorrow on the zoom you're welcome every tuesday 7 to 10 p.m we every tuesday so how uh-huh. we doing this shit whenever you have time pop on drop some rapsy poos and for uh, sure for sure that would be real fun. Uh, when are this is from yeah that name. Uh, when are you going to drop another hit, and what will it be about? Or we already did that with that. So let me answer this. He's got a song coming out on Valentine's Day. I don't know what it's about, but I'm gonna assume it's Valentine's Day related because like, yeah. what else are you dropping on that day? Then he's got a EP, two EPs recorded. Upon which one of them he's ready to put out on the 19th or something, not long after Valentine's Day. And in six tracks, he's got a boom bap or something like old schools and new schools and singings. And he's very versatile. And each song is a unique experience. And you can look forward to that coming up on the 19th. What's it called? Yes, sir. What's your album called? Your EP? So the first one is Joker vs. The World. Mm. It's the same as my username. I was I just wanted to. I just felt at first it wasn't that. But I was like, you know what? Like that actually means a lot to me. Because I always thought it was like me versus the world. Because, you know, like, especially when I started this thing, you know, a lot of haters and stuff, you know how it is. But then, you know, like people see you're doing good and they actually give you support. And, and you know, that's the best part where it's like, where it's like you, you understand this, you feel the success. You feel like all, all that hard work is finally worth it. It paid off, you know? I do. So, yeah. I just feel like you've gone through like what takes most of us eight to 10 years. And like, you're not even 18 yet. That's nuts to me. I'm, I'm, I'm still processing that. Whole, Cause you're a very impressive guy, man. This is like enthralling. Honestly. Thank you, man. You're like the kind of guy I talk to. And I'm like, yo, the, the future's bright. Yo, the whole world's going to be better. Like, fuck, you guys are just going to solve all these problems. Like we're going to be sitting there struggling. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Like, look at that. We can solve the plastic issue with this. And, and we're going to be like, and you're just gonna like out think of saw. That's what I'm saying there. Um, do you 
Because I know you said, Rick, for now you're just rapping. Do you have plans of fucking around with, like, actually pursuing rock bands and, like, other kinds of music? Like, is that actually something you're going to delve down or? I honestly think the bad, the, what I have in mind is, and, like, Max, I just drop a EP that's rock. Mm. I feel like that's the, that's the, the furthest I would go with the rock thing. I don't think it's. I don't know because I haven't, you know, I haven't experienced it, experienced it yet. So it's like, you know, it's kind of scary for me. It's like, yo, like it's going to take time and stuff. So I don't know how far I will get with it. But if, if I'm trying to do one rock song and if that, that goes well and it gets, and people like it, I'm planning on doing like a, like four song EP of rock, you know? Would you go about rock the same way with hip hop, like find a beat, or would you like find a band and like put that shit together? Uh, good question. Um, I at first I think at first I would just for the for the single that I'm trying to do, I would find a beat, but you know, like the more you get into it, the more you, you know, you, you try to be more professional about it. So I would most likely, if I really like it and I would do more tracks, I would most likely try to get connections, you know, that people that play instruments and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair. People who play instruments are pretty generous with their time, I feel like, are, like, cool about it, too. Yeah. All right, so I definitely think that we cover, like, a whole bunch, a whole bunch of stuff, man. I think you're a super impressive guy. I don't know if there's any Thank questions you. that y'all have in the chat. Let's call this, like, a good last call. So if you want this to go another 40 minutes, you better ask me 40 minutes of questions. That's all I'm saying, people <laughs> in the audience. Um, but I really appreciate you coming through, man. Like, seriously, you went, like, two and a half hours, like, so far. It's impressive, man. You're not even out of high school. You've got so much to say. You're doing so much, and it's like I just want to give you your flowers and give you the respect because, like, Appreciate it. you're doing what a lot of people claim they wish they were doing, and you're just doing it, and you're not making excuses. You're pulling it off, and for me, that's a very impressive thing. So thank you for coming through and sharing all that with us, man. Thank you for blessing us with your knowledge. You definitely taught a couple of us, a couple of us, uh, you know, a new little social media tricky poo. We're all gonna get a little bit smarter over it um so we did get a couple more questions before i wrap it up proper uh what's the best advice that y you got you that helped you a lot in your music production career uh the best advice would be to like uh listen listen to what people want honestly that that's the best advice because uh, not what people want, but listen to people. Just listen to your audience. That's the best mm -hmm. advice. Because some at first I was like, yo, he's just a hater. But then it's just like, if you think of it that way, you're not getting anywhere. You got to think of it as like po positive criticism. And if he says your flow isn't good, then try new ways to make your flow better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I really appreciate that. That's some fucking big knowledge nuggets. Uh, last question here is given that you have the cover of your song, you have an anime image. Are you a fan of anime? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a late fan of anime. I've recently, uh, joined the, well, the anime group thing and I've watched a good amount of anime shows. Um, 
That's fair. To answer the next question, you can answer it. Do you do music for yourself or for people to hear your talent? So, uh, that's a hard question. Because at first, it's both. Because at first, I started for myself. Because I've been doing music for about like four years. And I only dropped like two years ago. Before, before it was just like for me. I was just having fun with it. But uh, at the same time, I feel like uh, I have a good amount of talent. And I feel like I should uh, use it. You know, it would be a waste not to post, not to drop all my songs. So it's like at the end of the day, it's it's both. I make the song for me. This is why I do music. And like... The only, I drop it to show it to people. But if I didn't wanna if I didn't wanna show people my talent, I would still make music but just keep it to myself. So it's kind of both. I really fucking love that. Shout out JK fanpage. That's a cool fucking uh handle. We're really big fans and that's from Layla. Shout out Layla for creating the official JK fan page on Twitch. That's a real thing that now I don't even have a fucking official fan page, okay? Like damn guy that's fucking cool um what do you think this is from ismail over here is the next evolution of rap i honestly think the next evolution of rap uh, ysl just i don't know if you know but it's you know a young thug it's young thug gonna you know little kid I feel like that type of high-pitched voice, kind of, with a bit of auto-tune and the guitar in the back, I feel like that's going to be, that, that like, that's going to hit, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. You like saying that. I mean, I know a lot of people who are like, Young Thug. I don't know, man. There was, like, a Young Thug song. I listened to that Lifestyles track, and I fucked with it. Yeah. It's like, it's high. Yeah. It's not a bad song but at it's, all. It's not even Young Thug. It's, like, his kids you would say because it's mm. now he he made gunna and like kind of little baby so it's like ah. you know like it's that it's that generation so you're saying young thug is kind of old thug now and these are the new young thugs kind of young thug is like i feel like you would put him with like drake like not like not like that type of level but like you know you know what i'm saying like he he's that no, old you know it's like he's not new he's, he's 29 he's not that yeah young. he's not he's not a he's not a young he's not a youngster but nah. not old either so he's just like yeah um so we got another question if you could do a collab with anyone who do you think would fit your style the most and who would it be uh like i said i'm very versatile so literally um if you look at Three Headed Shadows, one of my songs, it's like a little baby song. I feel like little baby would go crazy on that. But if you look at my song Why, it's like a Kid Leroy Juice World type vibe. So I would think they would go crazy on it. But if you, but you know, my favorite artist is Trippy Red. So I'd for sure say like having a Trippy Red hook that would go crazy. Mm, that's dope. You should reach out to Trippy Red and be like, "Can I have a hook?" <laughs> I mean, you never know. He might do it for you. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge fan. You could probably pull that off at your age now in a way that won't work next year. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel that. That's true, man. Uh, I feel like, uh, as Liddy Bros is pointing out, Thug, uh, he, Young Thug is this uh, era's Lil Wayne, and he's going to have rappers imitating him for the next decade. I feel yeah. that. 
That's pretty dope. Yeah. The, the young generation is like literally imitating him. That's why, like I said, they're like his kids, you know. So I feel like that's gonna be uh, something big in the future. Yeah, you got your finger on this pulse, man. You're really paying attention to this. I like yeah. the way you think again. So yo, thank you again for coming through, man. Honestly, thank you for having me. Really, my pleasure. It was it was really cool to be here. I think this is a great experience. I saw a bunch yeah. of people commenting the whole time. So you got people to stick around. You know, that's uh, as much as I do this. It's, it's you. You being interesting that made that happen. So kudos to you for that. Thanks, Thanks man. Thank y'all for watching, though, because let's be real. A bunch of y'all stuck around and watched this with us. It's fucking amazing, right? On top yeah, of that, crazy. like y'all in the future watching this, thank you, because we, we definitely appreciate you as well. Um, everybody out there watching, like, it's just, like, it's not as fun with no audience. I understand what you mean. Like, I definitely make this show because I want people to watch it, so I have to listen to the feedbacks and care, you know? So I hear what you're saying, and it's a, it's a cool way. You know, I see you. Thanks coming in. Thanks again. It's cool to see you guys enjoying the show. Like, that makes it more fun at the end of the day. And, uh, yeah, thank you for, uh, thank you all for coming through. Um, special thanks to the patrons, though. Oh, yeah, sorry, before that, actually, like, follow, subscribe, all the good things you're supposed to do. Definitely comment, right? Because I'm pretty sure that we're going to have you back in the future one day. And so all of y'all comments in the future, we're going to have to ask them in there. So you have a chance to get your questions in over time, and but we're going to get them to them. And on yes, that sir. note, special thanks to the patrons. This is Mel Gadapsi, Chris Proud, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, uh, Scribble. They're dope. Support what we do. If you're on the Twitchy Poo and you want to support what we do, there's a little subscribe Poo, especially y'all folks with Prime. It's free. I'm just saying. And anyone else, you know, you can hit the follows and whatnot. And anyone else watching in the future, patreon.com slash behind that suit. You know what to do. And, uh, yo, on that note, everyone, live long and prosper.